everyone, and welcome to the Guardians of the Dominion, your official, unofficial Vampire Academy podcast, where we talk about everything related to the Vampire Academy universe, including the novels and the adaptations they inspired. Currently, we are talking about Peacock's Vampire Academy Season 1. I'm your host, Theo, aka your resident Royal Mori orphan, of which there are more than you think. And obviously, I can't do this alone. I have my lovely co-host with me, so why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Peyton. Hi. <laughs> so weird. I'm Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm We're Peyton. professionals. <laughs> we are professionals. Um, I'm Peyton. I am one of your co-hosts. And I'm Lena. I'm another one of your co-hosts. And then I am Bryn. And I'm Carmen. Well, today we are talking about the first two episodes of Vampire Academy. So it's one and two. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about one and two because, like, it was it was a big deal for everybody since we really didn't know what to expect besides by small trailer. And I must say that I was going in, as I think I've said in our know, episode zero uh, of the podcast, I was going in with a lot of suspicions and I was getting prepared to hate it, which now I feel like such a clown. Uh, and I must say that like the first two or three minutes, I was like, yes, I'm gonna hate this. And this was because of the intro, which I felt was like very 2000s. Uh, yes. So- I said it's giving very 2000s cheesy movie adaptations right? with the graphics on the overlay. Yes. It was, and also I kind of, like I kind of like that they put the text on the mm-hmm. intro because I get it. It's a lot of exposition and all that. It did remind me of the movie a lot. Who does it? Oh. Like Trigoy, Moroy. Yes. Oh my god, yes. And the intro disappears after the first four. Like after the first four episodes, it just disappears. Like it's Wait, gone. does yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't even notice. It's even weird that they had it in four episodes though because especially those episodes came all together and it's like I know also, people out of binging this like I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here but everything said in that intro was pretty much um explained through By like through the very first like um scene like, like the, the queen's speech was basically the same thing and not yeah. even not even the speech a lot of the stuff you could pick up on if you were watching the scenes like not yeah. even like exposition yeah. dialogue like if you just like were watching the scenes and the way people interacted with each other and like just the subtle world building you wouldn't have needed i mean unless maybe some people would have needed that like clarification but i'm like i was like keeping an eye on it i'm like i think all of this was like explained without having to be like yeah, yeah put, so. put out for you so it's like come on show have more confidence in yourself yeah no, but I was curious, though, because you didn't read the books when you watched it. So yeah. was it easier? Was it more helpful, Theo, like to watch it, like the intro? And then you were like, OK, this is what happens. Or was it like more confusing? Honestly, um, I was on my phone during the first intro. Relatable. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is kind of this is kind of weird. I'm just like going to just do something while I wait for the actual story to start. <laughs> yeah but once it starts i got sucked in pretty quick like just the music already got me going from the party and i i was a bit dazzled because to me it felt like very bridgerton between the queen and the outfits and everything um so i was pretty sucked in quickly and like the the little scene with lisa and rose where they're talking and she's like i'm a macaroon and they're just hugging and it was like oh, yes yeah that's good that's right that scene perfectly yes. sets up the relationship too yeah it really yes. does and it's like before they get like bondage so like it's them at exactly. their like <clears throat> yes like at their core kind of because mm-hmm. they they don't have like each other like rose doesn't have rose's emotions 
was it is not sad all, like you know because her parents are alive and they're just yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it's really important to see because then you could like watch the show and you're like this is who they were before and then this is who they are now you know yeah okay yes so good i guess i'm gonna have to prepare to get emotional on this podcast so yeah, it's such a good scene but then it's like it changes really quickly because when you see i think i i said bridgerton and very much what made that happen in my head was the queen who i was not expected to be like this at all because as a book reader i was coming in with tatiana vibes and i knew that tatiana wasn't tatiana from the descriptions we got mm-hmm. uh but like when i saw her and she's like 200 years old and she has this really like fancy way of speaking it was like oh geez i didn't like the queen at first i was like okay get this lady off my screen yeah she's been yeah. a bitch isn't she? <laughs> yeah. grows on me. she grows on you yeah i was so like confused because she's 200 but like I was like, she knows something, right? She knows something. She has to like spirit and stuff. <laughs> but she's suspicious of everyone. I don't think so though, because spirit has been like forgotten for centuries. I think like she might have heard of it as like a fairy tale, but I don't expect it. But it was actually a thing when she was alive. Like from the way we describe it, it sounds like it's been a long time uh, that it's been like this. So, what do you think, Peyton? Oh, uh, I'm just listening to everyone talk about you know, how hooked they were, but I'm just thinking of how infuriated I was right <laughs> off the bat because the Royals thing does not make sense to me at all. No, it does not. <laughs> it absolutely so you guys does are not. Talking, you guys are talking about, like, all the good stuff, and I'm like, when are we going to get to the fact that the Royals does not make any sense? It doesn't make sense. I really noticed that with the Mia scene. Uh, which I really noticed that with the Mia scene because at first, like, we're introduced to the Dragomias and everything seems fine, and then there's Mia's family, which already I was really, like, I loved it, and I completely get why they put these people together as a family unit. But I was so confused, because, like, your dad is a royal, but you're not, and your sister is not. Is this a blood thing? Is this a thing you make up? Like, they were like, we don't, we were like, we do not recognize adopted families here. We're strictly <laughs> about that bloodline. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, oh, I'm like, why would Victor's husband not be royal? Like, is it but like... Then she says she'll be a is he not royal either? He's yeah, not like, royal. No. Because is it confirmed? that's why he loses his bu- his guardian later in the season, which is weird because Mia says she'll finally be a royal when she marries marries Andre. But I have a theory that it's like because he was gonna be king, and so like for her yeah. she has to be a royal versus like everybody else is in the council, like Victor's on the council, so he's a royal. He gets married, and they're like, oh, you're not that important, like because you're yeah. Not they probably don't want to make everyone a royal. They're like, get yeah. out of here. So it's like I think blood. Until, like, Mia gets married to the king, and then she's going to be a royal, because she is the queen, you know? And then suddenly her biology will change, and her eyes will change, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's weird. Like, do they put this on? Like, what is it? But also, it's not about the console. You can be on the console because you're a royal. Like, during Epsis, mm-hmm. Ep6, they very much clarify that what mm-hmm. makes you a royal is your bloodline, and that you're descending that's from it. the saints. Um, mm-hmm. So it's entirely blood-related. Uh, so, uh, but also, that's not fair on the adopted families because Sonia no. and, and Mia are just—they're living. Like, let them be a royal. <laughs> I know, like yeah. it's just so weird. Hey, uh, we can't yeah. hand out royalty to everybody, okay? <laughs> royal badges. I just, right. If it's—I feel like they should be consistent because if it's that mm-hmm. much on bloodlines, yes. like Mia's blood, like she's not royal. 
So, like, would would her, I guess her kids would automatically enter their royal bloodline. But, like, imagine she wasn't royal and her kids were... (laughs) That's so funny. It's an exception because she's a queen, like B was saying. Like, maybe they would make an exception and be considered a royal, but, like, she wouldn't have She's literally a royal. Or maybe she was just fooling herself and she's like, yeah, this is exactly how I'll be royal. This will work. Okay, guys, trust me. It's gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) Andre says it, though. He's like, He's like, oh yeah, when she marries me, she'll be what she wants. Well, she'll have what she wants. Uh, you know, nah, nah. Yeah. I think he's just full. He's just playing along. You know, he's just like, uh huh. Like, I, I don't had think a theory. He it in the like, she'll be a royal. I think he means it in she'll have power. Like yeah. she'll, she'll like, have royal status. Yeah, royal status. People will listen. Carmen, what's to your her? theory? I had a theory. Like it's obviously broken now because I didn't remember the fact that um, Robert was not royal. Like I had a theory that um, didn't they, didn't they have like exchange blood of some kind during the like marriage rituals whatever? Yeah, I thought that like by sharing their blood, like they might like suddenly become royal if you're non royal. Right. Instead of the blood but... getting wiped off, it soaks into your skin and suddenly you're yeah. royal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a magic show. Like it could happen. But uh, if Robert <laughs> is not, if Robert is not like royal, that like that yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense work. anymore. Like like they they have to explain this. Like why would Mia become royal? Like. Julie, not, tell like, me. Makes no sense. Julie, please let us know what you thought when you <laughs> well, yeah, Julie, <laughs> Julie, I know you have my number. Are we encountering the first plot, plot hole? But to be fair, like although I know we we all have our issues with this royal thing, I yeah, I'm okay. I'm just the, vibing. I, I feel like a lot of the other customs work really well and I introduce very well. Like I really like the blood in the champagne, the little sign they do with their hands when they bow. Like there's a lot that's been added, but really you can really feel it's a community, it's a culture, which personally in the books I don't feel at all. The world feels very fleshed out. Like yeah. it really feels lived in within like the first couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Can I talk about like the first scene? Of like the the carp family, like because I think that's so interesting. Yeah, the, the carp, the carp, like the dash carp. Sorry, I was thinking about me a carp. No, no, I'm asking. Um, uh, you mean when they're in the car? Yeah, when they're in the car, and they're like, because you see like how they each act around Victor and how like being a royal. Because for me, I was watching this, and then you could you could automatically see like me like Mia's instant. Like she's like, I want to be a royal. Like she's very stubborn. She's very like angry she's about this. Off. Like she arrives pissed yeah. off. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. You see My her. queen. And then I was like, but Sonia might, like, I'm like looking at Sonia because I'm like, okay, Mia's very loud and Sonia's very quiet in the back. She does what she, yes. And she's so, she's like doing what she's told and she's not complaining. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just such a like interesting way of like, of like showing their dynamic, but also showing the family's dynamic within like their own. Cause like Sonia's like following Victor and Victor's like, do this. She's like, okay. And then Mia's like, why would I, why, why? Just like, why do I need to do any of this? She's so right though. Why? (laughs) What I was thinking about is I'm like, she makes such a valid point. And Sonia, and I was also like thinking about how like Sonia can't say, she can't really argue anything because she was going through it with her specialization. Uh And so for her, she's like, just kind of done with this. Like society was like, you Uh, broke her. Yeah, Yeah. they broke her. So what's she uh, gonna do? Hang out with birds? Yes, but you know, I don't know how she even handles being around them. Also, guys, I don't want to like you know like blind praise the show, but I think the writing is really good because it's like um, most of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> I'm sorry. Time. Okay, mm-hmm. let me say 
most of the writing is really good, especially the character writing, because it's like our first scene with Rose and Lissa instantly shows off their dynamic with each other and like their like personalities. And then our first scene with Mia and Sonia does the same thing. And it's like they're not very long scenes, but they're just long enough to like give you a good feel for these people and who they are. And they don't just feel like like cardboard cutouts. They feel like actual people that have been like yeah. around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I just really appreciate that. They like yeah, a, yeah as soon as they show up, it's like, okay here are who these people are and I just really like that so. yeah I appreciate it too and I agree but like the writing overall is very good I have my issues with a couple of things but nobody's ever yeah. gonna be satisfied entirely but like overall I feel like they did really good at making us get attached and fond of those people really quickly yeah. and really knowing them like after a couple of episodes you're like yes I know these people and um, even like the really subtle things like uh Rose still wearing her like work boots like with her dress like that yeah. also says so that much dress about who she is but Lisa's dress, I'm obsessed with like the Lisa's red ribbon the and red like, the bow. blue. It's like, like so, it's, so it's just very vibrant and like catches your eye. And it's, oh. I was really surprised that, um, like they're having the party, and I quickly realized that the party is within the court, and the court has the academy within it, which I was not expected because of books. But I think it makes a lot of sense, and I really like that because of that, like we immediately get to see the Dempiers that are at the academy. I loved the Buddha with, me, with Mikael, like, having that immediately and seeing this relationship, which I was not expecting, mm-hmm. uh, but which was great. And also Alberta and Dimitri had, like, this amazing trio. I just yeah. really, really love that. And I love Alberta. Al- I was going to say, Alberta's really good, too, and just, like, every little moment she has. like mm-hmm. She immediately like, clocks on Mikael and Sonia. She just... She just she's gets so it. on it. I think she's just tired. She's like, she's like looking at everything. She's so she's tired. So she's bitter. like, she's like, I hate happy couples. <laughs> she's like, I've been here long enough. I I can't put up with this anymore. I think she's just like, I think it, she's just so worried about yeah. her dempiers. Like she she just loves them. And you that's why she follows like, the she follows the rules so hard because she doesn't want anything to happen to them. And that's like, yeah, like she's she just trying to, to protect them from the system. And unfortunately, yeah. the only way she knows how to do that is by following it. the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> If she was really a stickler for rules, she'd be snitching left and right. I know. She knows everything. She's she's like, I I hope you know what you're doing. Like, come on, like, be smart about this. Also, with the rose thing, like, she's always like so on rose. Like, she's always telling her to like be better, do better, and she's always. But she's also so negative about it too. But she's she's only doing that because I mean, it's like her version of caring. Yeah, I'm very biased when it comes to Alberta. It's like Meredith. Like, it's just people like this. Alberta. You love strong women. <laughs> yeah, Silver. But, yeah. like, Alberta, for me, like, she's doing this because she knows Rose's potential. And she wants Rose to get what she wants, which is Lisa. And she knows that, like, the slightest mistake is going to get her away from that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, she's really tough on her. But it's only because she loves her and she wants her to have what she needs in life. And it's just... It's very interesting, like, the way she tells Mikael, like, don't encourage her, but you can tell she's fond, and, like, she's, yeah. she's not, she, 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 she believes in Rose. she could encourage it as well. You can tell that, like, which is also interesting when you see, like, the trio of them. And then I love that we have the sign, like, number of days since this trigger attack. I thought it really made it very clear that this is very recurrent, which is different from the books. But it's just, like, when you see she does that little sign, we just go, like... The, the absolutely absolute dichotomy between the kids still dancing and the royals still having fun and then they're off to like maybe die in a minute and it's just 
The contrast with like the party and the fight was honestly really awesome because it yes. like really yeah, just shows you everything. And it ha- it happened so early. Yeah. It just like it captured me, and I was just like, I need to know everything that happens after this. Like exactly. it's so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. and like the scene of like Mikhail like rebuttoning and readdressing his yeah. suit jacket after he comes back, Very like good. they just like send him off to go risk his life. And it's and so casual and, like, too. Yeah. No, he like he goes, he kills casually, and then comes back, and he's like, let me just fix my suit and tie, right. and like stand here and be at like. The picture of decorum and like restraint after like I just nothing ever happened risk my lives for y'all yeah because he can't he can't he can't show any fear because then it would make the royals afraid and like of yeah. course they're the only ones that matter so he has to be like yeah i just did that nothing to see here because i was also talking about like because that shows like how much they don't care about the like the guardians mm-hmm. so generally yeah. like one of them just left they came back and they're like so dancing Yes, yeah, like, do that. Sorry, I just was only looking at Mikhail. I'm looking at the other guy. But um, I was like, because also, like, you have the scene with Rose when she's at the party, and they're like, why is she here? Like, they should know better. And yes. I'm like, is it because she's a guardian? Like, no, the xenophobia so really popped off. Yeah. yeah. The entire yeah. party's just staring at Rose, like, hey. They're like, Mary, Mary is just being here? a bitch about it all. Mary's just like saying left and right how she hates her. I hate Mary. Marie. Oh my god, she's not I even doing her. anything. She's just having fun and enjoying herself. And they're like, why? I'm like, people twirl that we do. It's my girls. I love them so much. Girls and then we just like, I'm personally, I was having the time of my life. There's people killing. I feel terrible because, like, they're off to kill. They don't even get to say goodbye in case one of them dies, whatever. But, like, there's people killing. There's people dancing. Rose and Lisa are happy. And then suddenly there's Andrew's butt in my face. And I'm oh, <laughs> not ready. <laughs> I was jarred. I was like, what the? I was like, what the hell? I was so thrown out at that moment. <laughs> I was watching that. I was watching that with my 15-year-old sister at the time. Oh, and God. I was like, yeah, yeah. She's growing I was it like, up. we should watch Vampire Academy. Because I was like, I love Vampire Academy. So we were watching this. And we're like, okay, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then I see uh, just a bare butt. And I'm but, like, no. Not a it's better than with your parents. The, okay, guys, yeah. honestly. I, I it's watched it with my mother. I watched it with my mom. Guys, guys, it's so funny. But you decided to watch it with your mom after <laughs> knowing what happened. So that's on you. That's <laughs> right? Funny. You did that to yourself. But, we um, watched Outlander together, so it was fine. I think I think I think the sexy moments in the show are so funny because it's so like sporadic. So you always forget and then suddenly there's it like and then there's like a butt in your face. Which I mean I guess that's better than like excessive sex for me personally. But I always think it's so funny because it's like you're just enjoying and excessive not, like, sex. Yes. Silver and Jesse fuck in almost every episode. Okay, but I it's like not that. it's it's, it's not like how their relationship is. But it's not okay. I'm no, I'm trying to like it's very it's not as like, graphic. I think it's not as graphic because like, it's like I've seen it. some shows like that deal with like you know that have this rating too, and it like feels and it's like I don't know. I feel Excessive. like it's just it always catches me off guard in this show because I always forget it's there. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. use sex as the main like plot driver. Yeah. yeah, to me it's not like it's not there for shock value. They are doing it because sex is sex and it's part of life, and vampires are sexy, and it's yeah. just. You know, so I would let them sink some fangs into me. No, but I also think that the way they use sex is like such a plot like driven thing yeah. instead of like a character driven thing because right, yeah. you yeah. have the Andre Tatiana thing and then Rose and Mason later on and then Silver yeah. and Jesse, I guess, but like yeah, you know, but and like, it, the one, and it every every scene is saying something specifically. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to it, but I feel like even Silver and Jesse, every one of their scenes says something. Every one of their sex scenes yeah. like when he almost chokes her and you yeah. you're starting to understand. Right? Yeah, I had crazy. so many thoughts about that scene before we got We will talk that. about it next time, but yeah! like, it, okay. it wasn't gracious, gracious, I don't know how to pronounce it. Like, it wasn't, 
uh, pointless. However, it is the first time we uh, are introduced to Tatiana, and I do think that in that in this scene, she comes off very clearly as like the power one. The like she's the one who who's controlling things. And... I was like yeah, trying to I figure out that. what her deal was in this scene, and I'm like, no, because I like... wrote that in my I wrote that in my notes because I. So first of all, the look that they share, I thought they knew each other, right? Right. And then the queen, the queen looks so weird. I was like, did she catch them or something? Then you you get their scene, and then they're she he's, she's like, oh, I'm Tatiana, and I'm whatever. Yeah, she's but, like, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's so interesting that even if they they don't know each other, she still is in control of their like their whole like encounter. Like she's telling him, no, don't go yet, or like stop, like keep going, like keep going, and then now you can leave. Like he's like, oh, I gotta go. Like he's gonna be the king, and she's like, yeah. I'm in control. And it's happy like birthday going so on in the background. I guess, yeah. I guess that's that's um exchanging of look scene is interesting, like after you have the context, because yeah. she literally was just like making eyes at like the soon to be <laughs> king, king because she knew that he would follow her, even if yeah. they didn't even know yeah. each other. Everyone knows Andre's a slut and it's the funniest right? thing. To I know it's yeah. I never, funniest okay, thing. I didn't catch up it didn't cut I didn't, um, I didn't realize that and then I was watching this and I'm like, oh wait. It's just because Lisa and Rose are like, knows. oh, Mia, but even Mia doesn't care because she knows it's not like this. Yeah, is but Mia was mad there because I think it was in a public place. Like, it's a public yeah. yeah. She's worried that? about how it's just disrespectful. Them. They have to play it the part in public. Like, she, it's yeah. about the image. She doesn't actually exactly. care. Exactly. I, yeah. I also think that's so like interesting how they introduced that because the whole book, right? In the books, they compare uh, Andre constantly to Lissa, right? Like, he was so mm-hmm. perfect. He was so good. And then later on the sh- in the first episode, they still do the same thing where even though Lissa knows that he's a player, even though they know, like, all of his faults, the second he dies, it's like, he would have been such a good king. He would have been this. He would have been that. And so I think it's so interesting to show us that he wasn't perfect. Yeah. So they yeah. can't be like, we can't, like, tell her. To, yeah. to be fair, I'm French. So having kings or presidents that are sluts is not something I am <laughs> completely unaware of. Uh, so as a result, like it didn't really shock me. Like for me, him being a slut doesn't make him not a good king. Uh, yeah. But it's I think like she sees him as the person who's always been prepared for this. And actually, um, it's actually I was really interested to know how Theo felt regarding the accident scene because they're all happy and they're cheering and like we know Vukrida is what's about to happen. We're waiting for it. But how did you, like, did you expect it? Did you expect the accident? Did you expect what happened? Well, <laughs> to be honest, I knew it was going to happen. Not <laughs> spoilers. I know. I totally, I'm, like, making my um, intro story sound, like, inconsistent. I did know that was going to happen. I, I had seen a few spoilers before I got to the episode because I was trying to find the episode. So I had seen some spoilers, so... I did know that her family was going to die. But I do have a question for all of us, though. Did we expect it so soon? Because for yeah. me, I watched it, and I was like, I thought it was gonna, I thought it was going to be, like, as the books, where they're immediately running off. Then that didn't happen, so I was like, oh, they're gonna, he's going to die at the end of this episode or something. Or like, they're going to die. It was, like, five minutes in. I was, I like, was oh. surprised I it took like, this long. I feel like, like, Lissa's little speech was so obvious that something bad was going to happen. Yes. Like, We're so- all so happy, and I have everything I want that was going to happen. <laughs> she's like, like to having everything i've ever wanted and i'm like well, not girl. in the car i meant like in the sh- in the like, beginning the car oh, was okay. like the they got in the car i was like they're gonna die here yeah 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 no, even before they got in the car okay after the party that's when the crash is gonna happen yeah, yeah. 
like, yeah, I, like I, I kind of was surprised it took this long and when it did I was like oh okay this is what happens I was not surprised that there was an ellipsis and that we jumped time I was surprised that it was three months because that's a really long time for Rose not to have a best friend while she's yes. also grieving right but of course so of course long. Rose has to put aside her feelings because she has to be the strong one it's so crazy because like it's three months at this point and then until episode seven it's only three weeks but like like the different way that they treat like Dampiers and Moroi, like she's a royal Moroi fool because her family died. But Rose was also in the accident and she was back at training like immediately right? after the accident. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have well, to go back to the training grounds. Like yeah, she's not allowed. Like... like that's how they treat Dampiers. They're just machines and they just have to train. Yeah, they're like you were in a car crash. Just think of that as extra training. Now get back to work. Yeah, yeah. you survived it. That's pretty good. Go back to training. <laughs> right? They're like good for you. Now. You were ejected from the vehicle and you're <laughs> completely fine. Yeah, bad bitch behavior. <laughs> Go back. See, back you, see you tonight. See you in class. <laughs> I do find it interesting that it's been three months because like immediately we get a sense of the bond because she knows Lisa's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh so like she she knows she's coming so we get a sense that she's somewhat aware. But it's clearly like very tenuous and very vague, and she hasn't clocked it in yet. Yeah, I didn't clock it the first time either. I did. I watched another first time. I watched it now, and I was like, "Oh, she knows that she's coming." Which is yeah, yeah. No, I did. I clocked it in, but I was like, "It's interesting because she doesn't. She knows she's coming, but like she doesn't seem to have a full understanding of Lisa that she does later on. Like it it evolves." And probably no one would have told her anyways if Lissa was actually coming. Like, no, I don't think like who would have. who would tell her Wait. that? So of course she had to know. Maybe I just pay too much attention to like she have like when she's reading the email from her mom. Didn't she have an email oh, from Lissa? Oh yes, I have. I have a note. I have a note, yeah, and it's like does. there's a there's an email from Lissa that says I miss you. Mm, but yeah, there is an email from Lissa that says I miss you, and also she's still living at this dorm. So did she perhaps like they're still sharing the dorm? She's just alone in it. So, like, was she perhaps made aware for some reason? That's so sad, her just being in a room. I don't like know, that. but what I do know Imagine is that the reunion is freaking adorable. Imagine this Dampier in the middle of the Maroi door. <laughs> just the one Dampier <laughs> 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 in the Maroi door. That's such a funny <laughs> image, though. I just, I know, like, Rose wouldn't care at all. She's just walking down the hallways to the shower, like, fuck you, fuck you. Do you know who would care? All muddy and disgusting. Jesse would care. He'd be like, why are you still here? Rose is yeah, oh like, yeah. okay, now I need a spin-off of Rose's three months alone without Lissa. And just like her and Jesse having antics. Yeah. yeah. Rose's morning routine and then we're really dorms. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. You know what I think also would be so funny is like Mia being like, yeah, I'm my fiance or whatever they were, like my my boyfriend guy, he's dead. And then Rose is like, I'm here. Like, I'm right here. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Like, so it is funny. sad, but I'm here. Like, it's funny because it's also the first time that um, Dimitri and Rose really meet. And it's so strange because <laughs> how, uh, Peyton has fought. I know Peyton has fought. About- I have, like, an entire paragraph in the notes. I'm like, how does he know she has some? I, like, watched that scene in slow motion. I put it oh in slow God. motion to watch her walk up. I'm like, does she have something in her pockets? Like, is something jiggling around? <laughs> but he's like, Lisa, and, like, runs up. And he's like, stop. And then, like, judo flips her on the ground, and they're just like, staring at each other. Like, way to overreact, man. Can you just tell yeah, me and you stay here and show me what you have? What's... And then Victor is just like, Rose won't hurt Lissa, and he's like, she has something. Show me. <laughs> like, uh, first of all, how do you know that? 
Second of all, like if okay. you know if you're that powerful and you know that she has something, why can't you tell that it's a fucking unicorn? Do you think that he like deal? Do you think he just flipped her and then when he flipped her, he realized that she had something? Like before he was overreacting because he didn't know who she was. You mean and he was like feeling her, her, her up on the ground? Yeah, like, yeah. like I think she was like, I, oh I shit, I need to. Which is like I need to cover for myself. <laughs> Come up with something quick. He's like. Like, you know, he went into full rose panic. Like, I need to be able to yeah. touch her for some reason. <laughs> he had to explain why they stood there staring at each other. Yeah. She like, has something. He's like, obviously, I was staring at the thing in her pocket, not her lips. Clearly. Yeah, not at all. It's also so funny how right after he's, like, complaining about being the nanny. Like, it's been five freaking seconds. Like, you have Is no Rose idea. Hathaway going to be a problem? <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah, a pretty big one. You were saying that um, he might have noticed during the like little like fights. Yeah. Um, like I was feeling the same way. Like at first he just stopped her because she was running towards yeah for like protection. Like let's yeah. stop her. And then while they were fi- like while they were fighting, that's when, when that's a like, that's a good thought. He's like, who is this girl cool. running up to my charge? I feel so yeah, sorry like... to ruin Peyton's like anger. Like she is so angry about it, and then I'm like, wait, there's actually an explanation. <laughs> But also, well, like, like he knows that novices like, should not be not in class at that time, so maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know. She skipped class yeah. just to see Lissa, but I also. Think oh my god, here. guys. Look at us pulling the whole Dimitri defense squad when Peyton said that she was going to be the Dimitri defender and we're the ones defending him from her. I'm not mad at him. Like, he didn't write that scene. She's just confused. But, like, I'm just. <laughs> write that scene. I'm just like, why would they make Kieran say that? But I do like right after it's not when, he's, like, it's yeah. the when he's complaining about the nanny thing and stuff, I do like how Victor is portrayed in this and how Alberta is portrayed in this. And I really love the protection comes in many forms. I, I was not expecting for it to be such a theme. And uh, I really enjoyed that, that it was. But it's, I, yeah. Listen, the first four episodes... I was so suspicious of Victor Dashkov. I was like, this man's gonna snap eventually. Not like, Daddy Dashkov. I, I mean, not coming from the and then book. he won me over, and then later on, I was like, oh my god, you won me over, and then you killed me, you stabbed me in the back. But now, I was watching it, like, the first time I was watching it, I was like, I can't trust anything he says. I don't want to hear what he says. He's, he's evil. And so this time, when I was rewatching, I was like, oh my god, he makes such good points. Like, he wow, does. he's so nice. No, off king. Guys, like, my my anguish when I read spoilers and I heard that he was bad in the books, I'm like, but that's my father. <laughs> He's so good and nice. I love him. See, I didn't find him good and nice ever. Even what? even at the beginning. I know that he's like nicer and I completely like I get a lot of his points and I'm easily won over guys, I'm an orphan. I'm easily won over by kind father figures. I'm just like I get it. I get it. He does care about I think he does care about his family. Like he's he is very I think he's very cunning. And sometimes he goes like when he's like talking about like like when Lissa's like coming back and she's like he's like you're the head of the family now. I'm like, that's a little much, but I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah. He's selfish to me. To me, he's very selfish. It's something he's such I a performer. The so I feel like the selfishness comes from like, like, I don't think he realizes he's being selfish because he's justifying it and saying that he's doing it for good reasons. And like, you know, I feel like that's very compelling and it makes me feel for him because sometimes we all do selfish things and we try to justify it. Yeah. Or maybe he I'm just a bad person. Point. I don't Nobody buy it. Good I know he's like, I know he's being selfish, but I'm like, I, he's like, right? yeah, for Guardian, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Go off-king. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't want to know what he wants to say behind this. Like, I don't want to hear what he's saying underneath, like everything. I just want to be like taking him at his face, but like surface level. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, so a lot of the Victor stuff was like my favorite stuff of the season, especially his stuff with Sonia and Mia. I just love it so much. Oh, really? What were you going to say, Peyton? I personally really was bored with really? the whole thing. Oh, God. So, I loved it oh, so Victor. much. I just, I was, well, I read the book, so obviously I didn't know he was a piece of shit. But a performer and everything he does is so theatric. I know, which is like, I love it's that. Hard to, it's hard to feel like he's genuine because he's yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Full something show. from the a further episode when he's like, I'm here to announce my candidacy as king. And I ate like, that arms shit. Pull oh. out. He's like, I'm Very here, bitches. Can I tell you? That's when he won me over though. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, really I watched that and I was like, that's corny as hell. I know, I hated it. You guys know me. I eat all the corny stuff up in this show. Like I, I love when you. the actor went for it, and I know he said he did like a billion takes where he was way chiller and they decided to go for this one. I'm but, glad like, they did. But like yeah. I don't I don't like it. And <laughs> I already didn't like Victor. I was like, seriously, man, like we have yeah. bigger issues. I love how we're on the opposite sides of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you speaking of corny theatrics and interesting themes, I want to hear Theo's thoughts on the insta love between okay. Dragozira. Okay, here we go. So, the only the only thing I have written in my notes is on the Dragozira. First, it's um, it's him. It's the boy, which obviously. Um, and then the second thing I have is inside of you there are two wolves because <laughs> because. On the one hand, I think that the writing in the scene is honestly really, like, the more I watch it, I think the writing is genuinely very good, and, like, it says so much about, like, Christian as a character, and, like, why he relates to Lissa and stuff like that, and, like, he really, like, he's seeking out this person to talk to her about trauma, I guess, when it's, like, that's an outcast, like, why are you doing that, like, you know, anyways, but then the other part of me just wants to bully him so hard because it's because it's like you see this girl and you're like, hi, I'm like high key obsessed with death as like a coping mechanism for my trauma <laughs> over my parents being murderers. How about you? Um, and I think and it's I so just, funny. I think it's so, so funny. It's oh, yeah. so funny. I was watching this. And the first thing he does, not even he messes with her like, with the fire, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's like, oh, he's like, this girl wanted more light. I'm gonna make this room pitch fucking black. No, I love it. He's just like he like takes all the light away, and he's like, okay, okay, wait, wait a second. Okay, let's go, let's go. Spotlight. But you know what I thought was super interesting regarding Christian is that before we even meet him, we meet Jesse. And to, who for me is a much more secondary character, but also in that scene, it's interesting to me because I was like, we meet Jesse, but we don't meet Christian yet. However, we do have Diana, who becomes like a very clear link to Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Diane, is it Diane? I always Diane. put Alice Diane. in my notes before because of the book. I think it's one of the two, Diane or Diana. Wait, you know what? She can have wait. two names. I have one more thing Diane. I wanted to say about the drug Azira scene. I don't know if yeah, go for it. it. Okay, okay. So the one thing I wanted to say is I think this is the only scene of theirs in episode one and two, like, you know, leading up to their romance that act that feels like a little um, rushed and like a little um, yeah, fast track. It's the I feel like it's the only scene and it's not even the way it was written. I think it's the way it was framed and filmed because it's like I, I think the writing is good. Like, I think the conversation is good and it does a lot. Um, but I feel like just like the, 
<laughs> the lingering it's, looks and stuff like that it's just it's, it's too much it's funny for me because i like eat it up but i can see why for people it's just way too much and it's way too dramatic and it just feels really forced but i think what they're saying is good and it gives insight it's just the way that it i'm just like what is going on here stop looking at her like that you just met her anyways but also like i feel like mad might be growing pains because they had just met each other uh yeah. and the actors just didn't like they had chemistry but there was yeah. things to they build do, they do have the chemistry i think there's chemistry is not as like it doesn't go as hard as Ramitri. so like, people are compared to those two. i'm like it's not that's not like what we're doing like don't compare those two because i think it's a different kind of chemistry. chemistry. It's passion yeah. versus softness, which is yes. very different. But back to Jesse, because I literally wrote in my notes, I was like, how did we and how did we meet Jesse first before Christian? Like I literally wrote that in my notes because I was like, he's just there. And I have thoughts because the first thing he does, first he makes fun of Lisa, I think. And then he goes off to talk about his dad. And I'm like, that's the two things about this guy is like his, his, his he's always so like, he's a douchebag, uh-huh. but he's always thinking about his dad. Like, he's like, do you, does my yeah. dad, can you count on my dad? Like, can you vote for my dad or whatever? You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, why? And I think he's trying to like get him on her side immediately. And I'm like, yeah. give her a break, please. And they're already, I, already planting scenes about like his, his view of his dad and stuff like that. And his dad's yeah. power over him. But I also feel like through that and through the thing that's right after with Victor and the Queen, they really push the political agenda and they're like, this is about politics. This is I love the politics. I personally love. And then you get Victor who's being all nice to Lisa and Rose and the Queen and they're clearly dismissing Rose and they're like, she'll do her duty and she'll be sent some- somewhere else. And they both know she's not going to get what she wants, but they're still lying to the girls about it. And you can really see like the scheming kind of like build, which is why at first I really didn't like the queen. She grew on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, she did. Uh, grow, yeah, but yeah, I, thought that was I love the politics because I read the books and I was like, okay, yeah, high school. But like, you can't have a high school. I'm tired of high school shows, <laughs> especially vampire high school shows. I'm too I'm old like, for these are, they're all they're all adults. <laughs> like, make it an adult show with these. Yeah, adult it's nice they aged them up in the show. It they is. did. It's really nice. And so, like, when I'm watching this, I I was, like, watching this, and I was, like, I love the politics because that's, like, behind the scenes of what's going on in the books. Yeah. But here it's the forefront because Rose is not – she is the main character, but she's not – what she's not her eyes she's like yes exactly you know what i mean she's not the filter i remember reading the books and honestly i like a lot of my thoughts when i was reading the books was just like trying to dissect like the little like um dynamics between the moroi and the dampiers and that's like what interested me most about it like every time there was like a scene with like an interaction between like a moroi and rose i'm like okay what does this mean for like the world and i'm really excited that the show actually picked up on those parts in the books and really expanded on them yeah and you know talking about expanding on things I love that we have Sonia and nobody's aware of spirit and she makes that note about the yellow and viewers that didn't know about spirit must have been so freaking confused. I was, okay, thing? guys, I'm so stupid. I'm I'm a really mm-hmm. bad um uh, example like, of a show only person because I didn't even realize she said that. <laughs> like is that yellow comment and, and it's such a yeah. small note, but it's so good. Yeah. Like it's just poked in here as a little yeah. just a little sign. I, yeah. Okay, my biggest pet peeve is Lissa and Christian, not Lissa and Christian, Lissa and Mia talking about how Sonia didn't specialize, Sonia's weird, Sonia's odd. And then when Lissa later on tries to investigate things, she doesn't think about Sonia. And I'm like, she's right there. You don't need to go hunt down Adrian when Sonia is in the room. Like, it makes me so I don't think she realizes 
I know. That's what makes me mad is they don't realize it. They don't think it because Saudi is already gone. Like they're like dismissing her already off the bat and because of what happened. She didn't go, she like, didn't go to yeah. Adrian because of this because she thought he was a spirit user. Yeah. She went for him for information. pieces about him, Vladimir. Yeah, I think. No, I know, but went... it just it, it makes me mad though because I'm like she thought Sonia Adrian... is right there. We could have had some more conversations. I wanted but more. Also, Sonia's Sonia is clueless. I mean, she yes. thinks she has a darkness and she's wrong. She would have told her nothing except for the fact that, yeah, I talk to birds and uh, or yeah. I'm a bit weird and they kind of... I'm a weirdo. I don't... Like, yeah, but I also think... Okay, so it is true that Sonia does bring them the birds back to life, right? Like, that's true. Uh-huh. So I think it would be so interesting if, like, they were like, Sonia, what do you do with the birds? And she's like, I bring them back to life. And then... But she wouldn't. Like, it's such a spread. She would never tell anyone. That's what like, I'm saying. She would never I, tell. I She'd just be like, I just like them and I feed yeah. them and they come back to me. Like She's like, they just happen to be awake when I walk by. Like, it's weird. you know? Yeah, it's like I poke them and they wake up. <laughs> and that's it. They were sleeping and I just was like, ta-da, wake up. It's breakfast time. <laughs> You're like, I booped their little nose and they woke up. This makes There's me think be... because we're talking about spirit and the books and the arts and stuff. But something that really, I was so confused. Why did they make up a language? Why? I don't Whoa, yeah. understand it. Why can't we just use bloody They did it because they could. Like, it's just... And we don't have an ABC of it or anything. Like, it's just so frustrating to me. Also, she makes this whole deal about, I have to learn these lines, and it's so hard. And it's like five lines. Well, five she, does, yeah. she does say more lines later when she does her specialization. Doesn't Christian say the most, though? The man has to memorize, like, a whole book. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just like it's just something bad I thought. Yeah. The way like, he had to learn on set because he didn't realize. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was funny. That hey, was... And what were you gonna say earlier? I saw you like almost talk, and I was like, "What were you gonna yeah. say?" Oh, um, it was about like the birds, and I'm like, they have to have some awareness of what's going on with Sonia and the birds because of later on when what's Mia up was with like, "Sonia's and those fucking birds." Well, no, because later when she was like, um. Melissa oh. was talking about the bombs she has with Melissa, and and Mia's like, you mean like Sonia with all those birds she but, saved? Yeah, so she so knows. It's like they, well, they well know maybe she didn't connect the dots till that birds. moment. Well, also it could be. Okay. Yeah, but I think it could be just Mia knowing because Mia's her sister, so she knows yeah. that she's saving these birds. But everybody else is so clueless because she's like, like when she's, I know we're skipping ahead, but when she's talking to Mikhail and she goes, "I talked to birds," and he's like, "Okay." What about it? Everyone like, has seen you talk to the birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like, everyone knows she has something with the birds, but I think they just dismiss it as her being weird. Whereas I think Mia knows something is happening. Yeah. Mia pays attention to everything and I think she's so focused on becoming queen, anything that could stop her from it is something she's gonna investigate. And her sister is a big obstacle in the fact that yes, she loves her sister, but she's also like a bit of a non-starter, which is an expression, but it's way too used in this show. She knows Zara is a non-starter. Like, it's too used, but like, I love that true. for him. Like, she is a bit of a of an awkwardness in her life, so I think, like, maybe that explains it, but I do think that Mia starts connecting the dots a lot more later on when she learns stuff from She gets information, yeah. Because mm. I don't think, I don't, people don't know about Spirit, so to her, she's like, Sonia is so weird, and I know she's doing these things, but, like, it's not that important, because it's not harming anybody else. Yeah. You know? And because Mia's more focused on, like, her own shit. Where it's like, she yeah. notices everyone's stuff, but she's more concerned about Mia. I think how, it looks, yeah, how it looks for her. Yeah, she notices it, but it's not what is it to them, it's how it's gonna impact me. Exactly. So oh, makes, I love her. That makes sense. I love her so much. She's, it's why she's soulmates in levels with Meredith. They're both yeah. the smartest people in the room. I love Mia. Mm-hmm. 
But talking okay. about soulmateism, uh, we then have that really funny scene with Dimitri and Rose. Rose? He's like, have a contest with the air. And I remember yeah. being like, okay. But I, I love rewatching this because she has class. Her classes are cool, like yeah. right there. Right and there. she does not go. She goes, let me harass Dimitri. I love her so much. <laughs> and get she really menace. close to him. And then she's like, He's like, do you know what perimeter thing is? And she's like, it does like they're just flirting. And then he goes, Did yeah. you see that you're number five on the leaderboard? You're like bragging yeah. about how you feel. Like, you're number five. <laughs> dragged her out. Yeah. And she, she was like, fuck. <laughs> Which is actually when we get so to, much. Re- to really know about Mason and Meredith. We have them like we have this. I love the conversation between Meredith and and Rose, where she's like, so we're friends now. And then she like does that thing mm-hmm. with her arm. Yes. And she's like, to hell with you, Rose. It's just hilarious. And then we get to really meet Mason, but I think the first time we really see him mentioned is on the leaderboard because he's number one. Number one yeah. He's number one. I see? was really happy about that. Yes. I, I think that Mason, like, and it's really important to show that there's other people other than Rose that are yes. just as good as her. Yeah. And so when they're fighting, and even though Lissa does interrupt their, like, she does make Rose lose. And it's it's funny how she always, like, like her emotions are always ruining Rose's, like, things. Like, she's always <laughs> fighting. And, and Lissa's like, I'm just really sad right now. And I'm like mental health. Sad right I now. Cannot, I love it. You know, but I also was like, you're you let Rose like fight first. Let her win and then you can like be sad, please. But um, no, Mason is like it's such a really important scene because you see why Mason's so capable and he's like so good. And like the second the second Rose is out, like the second she gets distracted, he likes right there. Like they're Bam. so close that like she misses one class and he's number one. Mm-hmm. I really I feel like it, um it does a really good job showing that Mason and Rose are pretty much equals and like and between their banter and their fighting and stuff like that and that's why they get along so well even if it's yeah. even if one side feels more intensely than the other side they do have right. that e- like that equalness between them and they're like on equal footing. and i do think that's something you find too with meredith and rose like i love that scene with all the novices and they do nobody knows who meredith is yet and yet she just has a big smirk on her mm-hmm. face oh my gosh yeah. meredith's hey, and what's facial up, expressions are everything Oh, like, yeah. the scene where Mason and Rose are fighting, like, the thing that stands out the most to me in that scene that doesn't make sense is, like, yes, they have, like, it's really tight in the top five, they say, but Rose is always on top, and Rose is always number one, so it doesn't really make sense to me when Alberta is, like, oh, trust me, like, Rose would do something to fuck it up. Yeah. Like, if she's always fucking it up, why is she Why is she number one? one? I had that scene. Yeah. I was, like... Like, if everyone well, has it in their head that she's gonna mess up and she's gonna ruin it, why is she number one? I maybe don't think that you mean it like that. Too. I was gonna, yeah, sorry. No, I was just, okay, I was just gonna say maybe that's just to show that while Rose is super like talented and like efficient and good at what she does, she still has something like like her attitude or something that like holds yeah, her back yeah. and Very stuff like reckless, that. For me, that's what it is. It's about yeah, that's what I thought yeah the recklessness. It's like, yeah. She's so good, but she's gonna fuck it up for herself because she can't shut up. And yeah, so and that's the thing with behave. like Alberta and Dimitri is why they're so frustrated because she is so good, but then it's like maybe the way she communicates with people is a little like, yeah. And so she needs to learn I mean, that she she can't be just a good fighter, but she also has to be proficient in like the other things too. Yeah, I also yeah. think it's so interesting because like this time when they're like Rose will fuck it up, and then Lisa is the one fucking it up for her. <laughs> I love that so much. And this isn't yeah. like the first time. Like it happens in the other episode too. It happens a lot. I'm sorry, Lisa. She can't control it. She doesn't Rose. know what she's doing. 
but the timing is always just bad on Rose's end. Like Love I'm it. like, no, it's also inconvenient yeah. for her. I know, especially I mean, because I it's it. like it's starting. It's starting, so she's surprised every time it happens. Like, yeah. like we're supposed like when yeah. time progresses, she'll be like be used to it and anymore. But right now, that was the first time like that we actually mm-hmm. saw. Like it was the first time that we actually saw the bond in action. And yeah. like she was like so taken up, she was like, "What the heck is this? What is going on?" And that threw her off. I personally really yeah. like that they do the ranking thing. I know some of you don't, but I really enjoy I like it. it. I love it's the divergence. I hope I love how it brings Meredith, Mason, and Rose as like the Dempier trio, and like it's kind of they have they have this triangle of friendship. I love female and female friendships and male and female friendships. So I love that we get both. Uh, and that they made Meredith closer to Mason rather than Eddie. Yes. I think it like I it love worked really well. I love Meredith though because, like her you and know. Mason, she does not care. Like she, she was the about Rose two feet away, and she's like, "Yeah, Rose sucks." And then everybody, she says it to everybody. By the way, she says it to Mason, to Rose, to mm-hmm. Mia. Like Rose sucks, and then they're like, "Okay, yeah, it's Meredith." Like they like go off. <laughs> Like yeah. I, I have the notes for like episode two, but like Meredith is like one hundred percent like the voice of reason in the show. She's always saying what needs to be said, and like she's never wrong. What is she saying? Her and Mia are perfect for each other because yeah. they're always the ones keeping it real. Right? Yeah, like yeah. Mia's for the Moroi, and then Meredith's for the Dampiers, and they're like, no, they're both they're both low key bitches to people around them sometimes. Like, but in like in a necessary way, way in a necessary way. Yeah, but then together, exactly. they're like. Ooh. Like I really relate to Meredith. I don't necessarily relate to Mia, but I really relate, I relate to, to Mia so, so much. I really, I really. That's why we're soulmates. But like, I really, really enjoyed it. And also, something about that scene with like the fights and stuff. I love seeing like the kind of dance vibe it has. And then we immediately have Dimitri on his rooftop, half naked for reasons unknown. Speaking uh, of Dimitri on the rooftop, half naked, can we discuss? Oh the wait, fact that he wait, match the foundation for his arm. Is yes, awful. We- no, is it really? I didn't even notice. I was spacing out, so I didn't get to say my best note, which is tell us, uh, tell us, which is what it, which is to trees have arrived. To trees, yes, they have. Uh, like it's just like what, why, why, why? So <laughs> I noticed that I noticed the arm because okay, so we all, I said in the intro episode that you know I, the first thing I ever saw of Vampire Academy the TV show was that scene on the rooftop and I'm like he's attractive so <laughs> I looked into the show looked into the actors started like following everyone and I was like oh this man has like a full sleeve like that's mm. hot and then I watched the show and I'm like oh where'd the tattoo go and I noticed that his right arm is like yellow and the yes, rest of his body is like pink and okay and that's what I'm was a far away shot Okay. I'm gonna give everyone a heads up so when they're rewatching the episodes for their notes, they can send them uh, them to us. But episode nine, when he opens the door and his yes, arm is there, you can see all the lines of his sleeve. Oh, really? Like foundation. So I'm like, let me on that set. I'll fix y'all right up. I'll come. And then you tattooed. can. And then you're gonna excuse to be near him. Yeah. You're gonna touch like, his arm. I know. Either one, either one, let Dimitri be tatted up, or two. Let's fix that foundation oh my God, because guys, I notice guys. it in every single scene. Guys. He doesn't have a sleeve. Yeah. On. Season two, he's all tatted up because he was depressed over Rose being gone. So it's like, I need to find a new hobby. And that hobby was just getting a bunch of tattoos to distract from the pain of his heart. 
She's like, Tatiana okay. is queen. I gotta get tattoos so I can like forget that she's queen. <laughs> Not to distract us from Dimitri's wonderful body, but oh, yeah. I do really like the parallel that we have with like him practicing and the novices training, and then you have Lisa's kind of training into queen with her little uh, reading bit, which is really short, but like it's you can see it's a it's a big deal and it's important to her. And I really really liked um, that scene. I just wish it had been a bit longer because it felt kind of. Like, it kind of felt like the tension was rising and then it fell a bit flat. Uh, for me. Can I talk about one thing, though? Yes. I don't know if we skipped it because I don't remember where it comes in. But, like, the the class, the only class that the Maroi have, and they use it to bully Christian. <laughs> no, that's an episode that's two. That's an episode two. It's episode oh, two. Really? We're, we're going to yeah. come back to we'll it. We'll get there because we'll I, yeah. I have points. Yeah. I have thoughts. Well, yeah. Yeah. I also we have, have thoughts. thoughts so if, if there's mm-hmm. no problem. But yeah, like the... Oh, yeah, you're right. It is It is episode two. There's, there, there's like the little specialization thing. And like, it's kind of cute because she looks all happy and satisfied with herself. And then, bam, self-harming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like a 180. Just... Honestly, I... um love that scene so much i love it too and, and i'm I, so sad i feel they swept the self-harming i was about to run. say i really hope that they, this comes back in season two and they focus on it more like lissa's depression and like her self-harm instead of it just being a one-off thing in episode one like i just feel like it's real. like we kind of get she looks a little depressed in episode seven but i just really hope yeah. it comes back next season because i, I think it's it really important back. and especially to show that it's not something that goes away yeah but i do so they focus more like, honestly, yes, they focus on self harm, but they also focus more on her anxiety because she has so many, like, panic attacks. Oh my god, and, yes. Yeah. I think they're so, that's but so they relate intense. to that. She's my girl. I mean, same. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, we skipped over saying that I had a rant about, but it's okay. What is Which it? One? Oh, I just had a rant about, like, when Christian showed up to, like, that party and he had to, like, you know, they were like, you can't be here. And he's yeah. like, I'm a royal bitch. Let me in. I know. And yeah. I was just You're thinking, it's- me out. It's really fascinating how, like, Christian is technically a part of an elite, and he still, like, he technically has that, like, privilege and stuff like that, but he's still ostracized from that, and so it's, like, he's kind of in that weird middle ground of where, like, he has that privilege of being a royal, but he's still treated as, like, lesser, so it's, like, kind of that interesting bridge between how, like, Moroi are treated and, like, the royals, because it's, like, he's, like, kind of in the middle of those Yeah, but also... He doesn't seek it out. Like, he doesn't go to the parties. He went to party for Alyssa. So I think he just, yeah. like, after what happened with his family, like, they treated him badly. But he also just doesn't search things out. Like, he's like, I'm not going to go to the royal. Right. He's just going to, so like, think... I'm going to hang out with my books because they don't gossip yeah. about me. They don't it's call fine. me names. Exactly. But also, exactly. I think it's so interesting because his friendship with Mia and, like, their parallels because she wants to be yes, royal so bad. I need more and of them so bad. And I know. It's so royal. great. We'll have loads to say about this in, and like, three episodes. Uh, three or four episodes but it's it's so so good and i we've been talking about this before we started recording how we love the friendships and how we love how many friendships there are and that it's not just rolissa but like it makes the group dynamics and and rose and meredith it it also feels more like of an ensemble like it is it's very much an ensemble i know it is is yeah i know it is an ensemble but to me it's like also i have i had one more thing about the party thing that i had to bring up because i have lots of thoughts oh my god i had Another thing I wanted to say. First, I think that um, Christian in the show, he's still witty, but it's more of like a softer sarcasm than instead of like a fiery like snark and stuff like that. So it's like kind of like boiling under the surface. And hopefully in season two, it kind of reaches that like boiling point and like goes full snark. And I honestly like I will defend the show choice so much because I find it. I think if 
I feel. I hope I'm not giving the writers too much credit, but if they do pull it off and make him like book Christian in season two, I think it will just be amazing and like really good. I think they will. I think. Yeah. So. yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. But I do think it's think? it's gonna be building up. Exactly. Everything that happened in episodes nine and ten. Exactly. Like, the build I feel up. Like... Is... I think so too. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. will get to that when we get to the finale. But I just think the build mm-hmm. up in the show, when you get to the second half, you see everything clicking into place, and you're like, oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we go back onto where we were? Okay. Which is we can go back to where we were. Okay, about, so we can we talk have... about depression and self harm now. Yeah, so back to depression and self harm. Well, that's we what we're talking about. I thought we had the bike scene, and I was so confused. I was like, where are we there? But before the bike scene, we're talking about like the, the mental health yeah. and stuff. I think it's super interesting how like you have this scene of Lisa and Rose is really there for Lisa, and she is like supporting her and all that, and then you have Sonia who is also in the depth of mental health issues and she has that scene with the fucking birds but I, what I really liked in that scene was also the Mia Helen thing and I really hope it comes back I have something to bring up between uh, the Lissa and Sonia connection that you brought up okay, I feel like in the later like I feel like after, like in the later half of the show they really lean into Sonia's like mental health and like her depression and stuff like that but I think in these early episodes there's a little bit of that, but mostly Sonia is very neurodivergent coded, in my opinion. It's less, it's less about like her being crazy and like like crazy mentally ill, quote unquote, and more crazy as in quirky and like people don't really understand her. Um, yeah, so that's that's just my opinion because I do think they lean into like the mental health issues like later in the show but in the yeah. first two episodes it's very much like this is just That's a quirky concept. girl that people don't get and stuff yeah there's also not like not to there's all there's all that yeah. in that scene there's the heirloom thing that I was talking about where I hope in the future Lisa does give back the heirloom to Mia or some sort of drug on heirloom yeah. because you have yes. a lot of found family vibes yeah. So and wasn't thought, that a thing in the books too? I don't think like so. Like the heirloom? The heirloom comes up in the books is what I'm trying to say. But that's that's with Rose. Right? Yes. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yes. I'm just saying the like charm? if Lisa wants to give the heirloom the charm thingy. Oh no, is it a different charm? It's like it's a um It's a chakra. Like, no, I don't I'm trying to think of what the charm like looks like in I'm trying to think of what the charm looks like in the show is what I'm trying to think of. Because I didn't look at it. She has like she has a really big collar with a macame yeah. thing, which is like okay. a a portrait because i was wondering i was wondering if the charm was the same in the show as it was in the books because i it's never not, it's it. not oh, the charm in the book is like for guardians yeah to protect yeah and the one the she guardians. has is just a family heirloom which Sorry. i hope that lisa gives her back or gives something else because clearly the car of dashkov are going to bits so i hope that mm. the found family vibes will come in yeah. but actually talking about coming to bits what the fuck with the burning plot hole uh, and like she has pink gloves and a little umbrella, but she can feed the birds. And then Mia later is burned through shades. Like, what? <laughs> what? Mia's also wearing like a bunch of clothes too. I know, the, she's, like, the umbrella is the umbrellas are magical, so yeah, it's maybe. like <laughs> they're but then why is she wearing the gloves if the umbrella is magical? And they're pink in a disgusting color. Like I love pink, but they're a disgusting color. And and her arms are bare. Like why is she not getting? And Mia gets burned through the window. Like, but then yeah, Lisa's I, totally fine to be driving the car in the daylight. I know, and maybe it's tinted windows. Yeah. It's so weird. But the, I don't know, yeah. but like, Meredith vampire has to windows. bring down the shades, and even with the shades down, like, she's not super comfortable, so it's a bit weird. But... We, you know what we call that? We call that plot convenience, and we just, yeah. yes. 
Yeah. But then Lisa is on the bike, so then we have the bike scene. She's on the bike with just her tiny umbrella, and that's okay as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just roll with her it. You know? umbrella Don't think about it too hard. It's so cute. Yes, the one that is... comes back later, even though they dropped it. The plot hole that umbrella. Is the <laughs> three to one to get it? Just the plot holes ever, and I have to talk about it because it drives me absolutely bashing. That is so funny. I'm just like, yeah, you talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Sure. The umbrella when they're riding the bike back and they crash the bike and everything's bad and they're like forget walking we have to run and they leave the umbrella in the woods and they leave the umbrella that's the same umbrella that Lissa is carrying in episode 7 when she cock blocks Ramitri on that little <laughs> alcove like, thing Dimitri like go she and has get it. it my like, head cannon or she has another one day. it has another of the same umbrella my head cannon is the next day <laughs> they found Dimitri and they were like hey king so <laughs> Um, my favorite umbrella is out in the mud. <laughs> and like, he was just like, like, okay, he's like, get say it. less. He's say less, I guess. <laughs> like, I am not a nanny, but they're like, but can you just go get it, please? He'd be like, that's your problem, but then he'll go get do the it. Umbrella, but he never realizes the girls are gone. Like, where what? is he? He knows exactly where they are. Because Who wrote he knows about those... that whole thing? He knows, yeah. he knows what they're Me. doing, but like, he doesn't react before, like, once it's dark and stuff. Well, okay. So I do have a theory have... for how that's worked for that. Yes, that I saw works. your like, notes. I think it was was it your notes about that? I think it's I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of you guys. I can I probably don't have as much as card. I if you want to like jump in. But my main okay. thing is like he's on the rooftop and he sees those red little things. Mm, and he knows he knows it's Rose and Lissa because he goes to check her room and she's mm -hmm. not there. But when he goes to check, it's broad fucking daylight. Yeah. And when they're coming back and like they get to the wards, it's like it's not like it would have it's made more sense dog, if they like intercepted nine. him, like if they if they intercepted each other and he was already at the gates waiting for them. But like they've been fighting, going at it before he ever like gets out there. So I'm like, King, what were you doing that entire day when you knew was that they were smelling gone? roses pillow? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so I wrote my whole like theory in the okay. notes. What I saw when like when he was training, the sun was already starting to go down. Like you can already kind of like down in the sky. He had to. Put on a shirt first of all <laughs> then Did he? run to the top of the turret like he had to run down go probably to the other part of the um dampier areas and moroi areas are probably far away from each other one to open the door for him and like also get permission because what if he's wrong and like he just takes down the door to the room and they're they're sleeping and then he's like oops now i'm in trouble so he probably everything to get to there and i don't really remember if we get to see how light it is at the room but like Dude. then we do mm. and then we cut off them talking and they're talking for a while and the sun is already starting to go down which brings me to another point rose had it dark already my friend like what's what's going on my... there you should have noticed before that and my then headcanon? oh yeah yeah you're not dead and then you just like just like, it starts progressively so it keeps getting dark and dark and dark mm -hmm. until they get to the but yeah my headcanon with Dimitri is that um since his duty starts at sundown, like when his shift starts at sundown, he's like, "Now nah, fuck them. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the clock before I have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not getting paid." He waits until his shift starts and he's like, "All right, now we'll do something." Oh my about god! It. But I think it's so funny because their their bike is broken, so like they're <laughs> running, and he's still like not there yet. And I'm like, no. But it happens twice. It happens in this episode, and it happens later on when they're at the when they're doing the um the like while Mr. Goy is taking, uh, attacking Mikhail, and they're all over there, and he's still on his motorcycle, just waiting, like going there, <laughs> and everybody beats him there. And I'm like, bro, like 
Why are you so slow? You no, know, it's because it's because Dimitri is a god and he he can't be there ASAP. They have to draw it out a little bit, or else like the yeah. problem would be fit, like solved. Another yeah, Dimitri would be too good. Yeah. Another headcanon, before he knows he's going to see Rose, he spends, like, way too much time, like, adjusting his appearance. So, like, my headcanon is he got there on the motorcycle and then, like, parked it and got, he, like, took the helmet off. He's like, oh, shit, I have helmet hair. He's, like, fixing his hair and, like, the little mirrors. And he's like, all right, let me get, now like, the go. slow strand. Like, let me get, like, the slow strand down and then I can go. Oh, my God. It has to be A very good headcanon. You know I'm what? Like, I feel like he's already lost track of his duty and he should be punished for that. Because I always make fun of him because I know they have like they have like breaks during the day, but every time Lissa is not around, uh, Lissa is around and Dimitri is not, I'm like, what are you doing with your life, Dimitri? You <laughs> one job. It's your job. You had one job to do. He's at, he's at the bylighting bar. But before we go back to like this whole attack thing, which there's many good things to talk about in there. I really liked the funeral scene because I I think there's still a lot of growing pains, but when they speak about when Rose Sissy very well delivers that line about like I was so worried about your parents would not want me to be friends with you because I'd make you dirty. And there's this whole I think it's a very cute head like very cute um yeah. background information. And then I kind of like how they acknowledge that Rose has her trauma and she has her grief and we start getting we start realizing about the bond and, and there's just a lot happening. And I also love that she mentions her accent because yeah. I know people were being bitches about it. And I love the fact that everybody has different accents. I mean, you know, I love Rian. I am in love with her accent. I just love it so much. And everybody's accent is great. So I love that they put it in the show. And if I you have an issue with the accent, not because they're not great. It's like if they're all live in the same academy, why do they all sound different? Well, they all Clock come from different, different provinces. provinces. Like they're all okay. from around. Right. No, but I thought like I Rose, like I thought they were specifically at this like like province. You know what I mean? Because Rose was like they dropped Some me off. Some of them there. weren't. Like for example, yeah. we know Meredith has Meredith and Mason. They have family in the communes. They grew oh, up off. I forgot communes. about Mason. I was thinking about Mason. I was like, why is he different? And I was like, like oh yeah, why is Mason, Meredith, Dimitri? They all lived in communes. They all were in other provinces. They go here to school, but they do have family yeah. outside. Uh, however, which which actually is interesting because like they say that Meredith goes to her mom in episode four, we know she doesn't. But it, 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 like we know that this is why I feel like Rose is a bit harder to explain because she's been at the academy since she was a baby. Um, yeah. But who knows? Just, maybe like, her nanny was Australian. You know? Yeah, maybe she was watching YouTube videos of <laughs> maybe Australian. Maybe Alberta like forced herself to have an Australian accent, so she would still feel like her mom was here or something. Maybe yeah. it was some last ditch effort to relate to her mom. Maybe. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's sad. Also, I was, uh, I was gonna say jumping back to like the conversation conversations between Lissa and Rose. I really like that Lissa is the one that like to check in on her, and she was just yeah. like, yeah. okay. Enough about me. How are you doing? Much healthier than in the books. Right, right. I really, I really, I really appreciate that. Like, Lissa took the time to check in with her friend because it's like Rose lost her family too. Yeah, and like yeah. she's grieving too, and she probably has not had the time to like actually sit yeah. with that grief yet, and like she, like unload on onto somebody. Yeah, because she like, didn't get that three month break. Huh? She did it. She went throw back. She went to, to training for three exactly. months. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But also regarding this whole thing, like, you, did you know about the bond when you started the show? Oh, no. Because, like, they're very mysterious about it. I honestly, I said I I really liked it because it's, like, I feel like they don't dwell on it too much. And they they kind of, like, wait, I have it in my notes. 
I think okay I said I, I like how the bond was introduced because it's like at first it's like they kind of bring it up like oh how'd you know I was there and but they kind of dismiss it and it's like before they could talk about it more they got like distracted because they had to leave or it's like they dismissed it to bring it up later and stuff like that so it just plants that seed in the audience's mind but it doesn't make you think about it too hard because it's like something immediately happens afterwards so you're like that's interesting but now I'm focused on like them trying to get back before the shooter going but it's actually interesting because like the bond is portrayed very mysteriously however we immediately get the I feel sick for Strigoi, which is something that comes much later uh, in the books, and I was surprised they introduced it, but it also makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since we have so many more Strigoi in the show, it makes sense you have some sort of alarm, because otherwise how the fuck is she going to survive all of it? And it's the first Uh, episode, so they have to plant all those seeds for later on. Yeah, Yeah. so I thought that was really cool um, that they did that. I do love in the fighting scene, too, I know we talked a bit about it, when they're trying to protect each other, we're, we're saying how much healthier they are and Lisa is like move and she's yes. trying to protect yes. Rose I love her so yes, much yes like they're both trying that's so like that's so cute and like Lisa Rose is like no like I have to protect you like get out of here but in the books like I remember I'm still reading the first one I'm rereading it I'm rereading it so guys I'm still a book fan but <laughs> rereading it I was like she Lisa's like Rose will always protect me like yeah. that's it she just takes so, it for granted she does and in the show it's like those two are just trying to protect each other yeah. Even to like their own detriment. It's right like, or die. I was gonna say yeah, it's kind really of are. it's kind of sad if you think about it because they're still operating on that mindset of like there's not a difference between them, like they're still yeah. operating on that mindset that they're equal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, I'm so sorry, I know, but, but like, Lisa, be- get behind <laughs> that war. <laughs> you can't do anything. <laughs> No, but Lisa's yeah. distracting her, and I'm like, Lisa, just stay behind the world. Right, exactly. Lisa is pulling a Bella from Twilight with the rest. You know, she's she's this close from doing something. Lisa <laughs> is trying to help, but she's making the situation worse. And it's like, yeah. Rose can't do both things. She needs to know that you're safe so she can yeah. fully just focus. Get behind the goddamn wall. Like, yeah, if, it's like, Lisa, honey, I love her, you. No, like, yeah. Lisa, if you weren't distracting her, y'all both could have been behind the wards by now. Right, and Dimitri yeah. wouldn't have yelled at, I mean, he would have yelled at Rose, but it wouldn't have, I feel like it would have been a little, it looked a little better on them if they had been. would never have gotten the scene of, like, Kieran standing over the camera. I know, he has a great head, <laughs> that scene. But does he also, have his little slutty man belt? Like, yes, does he have it? Okay, yes. nice, nice, nice. But also, it's so harsh, like, he's like, there's not a ranking I love for you in that board right now. So much, I loved his speech. He got speech. a good. So, so, He's so disappointed. It's really like I'm not mad. I'm and I think it's so funny though. She, they met what two days ago or something, and she already is like, "Can you just sweep this under the rug, bro? Like, can we? Are we not? Are we, are we <laughs> Honestly, that is so gross. She just like, like um, did we have a moment? I think we had a moment when you were filling up my yeah. pockets, dude. Yeah, like you that, know, the that just happened. You remember that? They were the unicorn, like that was whole that was a whole moment. Can you just sweep it under the rug? Like, but also yeah, the fact that he know. feels like he knows her well enough to be like dragging her to absolute fucking filth. Like it's been, it's you been a say day. one day. It has like, been like, one day. The person you say you care about most in the world, you almost got her killed. <laughs> but then he's like, And yeah. everything he says is so right too. Like it is he's so right. like he's so Oh, yes. The good enough and then gone really got me, especially coming from one of the best. Like, he's one of the best, and yes. still he's like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's good enough and gone. There's yeah. good enough and there's gone. 
they immediately kind of drive the point home of like the difference between Lisa and the tr- like he's saying you're not Lisa you can't live like Lisa does and it's immediately driven home when Rose is sent back to the barracks and uh, she has to go she has to go back and Meredith is like you're slumming it with, an, with us now right and yeah. all the Moroi have their own like dainty little dorms and they all share the beds and I love the fact that she's sleeping between Mason and Meredith because that's just hilarious <laughs> best to trio ever I keep, uh, for- like, I keep forgetting to I keep forgetting to bring this up. I like have we really talked about how like or did we just mention it briefly about how like Rose's upbringing is so different? Like she didn't hasn't had like the typical like yeah Dampier guardian. Experience. And it's, I just, why, it's why she's like it's why I think she it's, feels it's she so fascinating. Like I just could just have a whole mm-hmm. like hour long conversation about I know like, Rose's like because it affected her like worldview so much. I did talk about it in my notes. I talked about something that I found so interesting when they're talking, when she's talking about her family and she's like, my mom is absent and my dad's like, who knows where my dad is? And then I'm like, it's so sad that like she doesn't have a family. And like, you think about how the Dampiers, like they, no Dampiers have like, oh, well, some Dampiers, but like, it's rare that they have like their family together. Yeah. And the Dragonpiers, (laughs) they get to have their family. They get to raise their kids. They get to be like, you know, so I think it's so like interesting. You see how the family dynamics works between the Dampiers and the Guardians. But also how Rose is lucky because she gets to be with the Dragomirs, you know? Like she gets yeah. to see She gets like both side. worlds. Like she yeah, gets to yeah. she gets it's, to have that happy family life for as long as it lasted, but she also has that like absentee family. Yeah. Yes. Like Rose yeah. and Lisa have been friends for basically Rose had a very privileged upbringing compared to other Dampiers because she was almost raised by the Dragomirs instead of like anyone else. Like the Dragomirs were her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that abrupt in my um notes about the funeral moments. Like she out to go to the actual funeral because she's a dumpier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Rose That's just messed up. We died. That was her oh, we don't know. That was Rose's family. She could have gone to. We don't know. It's a three month job. She pr- but maybe she like like she was a dumpier. Like she probably wasn't allowed. Like people she were probably already. Wasn't, like, but she could have. It's yeah. possible that Victor arranged it or something. <laughs> they yeah. stopped her in. Like, we don't know. I, I wish we knew. <laughs> like I, like I think in my mind it's her because like the only reason why she could be in places with other Mori was because of Dragomir's mm-hmm. involved and like do, pushed her there. Think... With that, with them gone. I think I'm not allowed to go, go to the um. Yeah. Maybe what you were talking about, Theo, was about how, I f- from what I remember, was like how it drives like a wedge uh, between Rose and the Dempiers because like she's in both yeah. worlds, but not really. Yeah. And like yeah. the Dempiers can tell she's privileged and it's kind of like. And that's probably why Meredith is so harsh on her because Meredith, well, yeah, like, Meredith, like, Meredith is like, you don't get it. Like you've had a different experience yeah. than us. And like, yeah. you need to have a reality check and realize that you're just like everyone else. Like you're just like yeah. all of us here. But she's you're doing this also because she's trying to protect her. I think it's out of love. Oh like, no, that's what, that's what I meant. Like Meredith is doing it out of love because she realizes that Rose needs to like, have that realization yeah she needs to understand it because if she expects more like it's really interesting when like they talk about uh, at some point they talk about like to do a bit we'll come back to this best friends with a dampier like uh, a royal best friends with them we'll come back to this in a bit when we cover episode two but it's just like i think she's really aware and she wants she knows rose is good and she wants good for rose Mm -hmm. because she is building a friendship with rose which i think is hindered by the fact that rose is very close to Lisa and has had more of a Moroi upbringing, yeah. but also through Mason, she loves Mason and she knows that he will get dragged down. Um, Can I just say though, her like Rose's entire behavior, like who she is as a person, is because she's raised by the uh, Dragomirs. Exactly. 
she she talks is, like she has that privilege well yeah. not only that but to her you know like the like in the summary they're talking about how two unlikely friends are like gonna break things open it's like rose doesn't live in this world of duty like, she does live in the world of duty but she to her it's like this is Lissa. she's my best friend we're exactly. gonna do this because we're best it's not because she's more roy and i'm a damn exactly so rose doesn't like, care about the more she cares about Lissa. That's what I said. It's listed over the Maroys. But like genuinely, I think it shows like how like she wants to change the world because to her, the world like she can like everybody else is so like set on their ways, you know, like despite yeah. them trying to bring her down. She's like, we can change it. You know, duty doesn't matter more than this and that. And so Ooh. I think that's just interesting. I think it's also kind of like how that mindset is kind of like it's a um it's a benefit and a flaw because it's like she doesn't mm-hmm. see protecting Lisa as a like as a job more she sees it as like protecting her friend and yeah, it's like that yeah. yeah protecting her family so it's like that that's a good thing because it creates that really close bond and it but also it can be a detriment because it's like you know duty over think, love and stuff i think she sees it as a calling like she was yeah. put on this earth and she was put on the track of her destiny to be with Lisa. Like, because yeah. Lisa's her, Lisa her soulmate. Yes, yeah. it's about Lisa. It's not about anybody else. Like, will yeah. she protect other Moroids? Sure. But if yeah. it comes between Lisa and any other Moroid, even the Queen, it's, it's always, always going to be Lisa. Yeah. The real it question is, is who is it, Lisa or Dimitri? <laughs> like, for Rose? I that feel like she would still pick Lisa. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. I think he yeah. will. He will yeah. make her pick Lissa too. Like he'll be like, yeah. it's Lissa. Like though, there will be there will be that hesitation, but it's gonna yeah. it's going to be Lissa. Yeah, we see that in like six seven, where she's, it's, yeah. it's Lissa because Lissa can't defend herself, and she was she was put on Lissa's path, but. But yeah. also, we see it in ten. I don't yeah. know if Dimitri would make Rose pick Lissa because Rose yeah. is the one that's like, go, bitch. Yeah, Dimitri's yeah. the oh. Dimitri is the simp here. Rose is like, he's like lecturing Rose about duty where he's just like, but Rose, I want to stay with like, you no, and protect we, like, you. It's I like Rose's it. influence too. It's like Rose being like, yeah. guys, like. She did that in Lissa. three weeks. She, <laughs> she did that fast. in three weeks. She was fast. She was oh, fast. He's like the ultimate male wife. He's like, what, anything for you. Yeah. Talking about male wives. This is a good segue because I'm about to get into something that, frankly, I will never get over. The unicorn scene. Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I hate that line so much. It's awful. It's so bad. Unicorn in Maroi is Lissa. Lissa. Shut the fuck up. He thought he was doing something with that. He thought he was doing something with that. How did she send him the unicorn in the first place? This man has no idea what this is. She's like, re-gifting? Like, your bestie just gave you that gift, got fucking judo flipped for it, and you're like... That hurt me. I saw someone so pissed off online. They're like, why is she giving, like, this gift from her friend to this guy she just met? And I'm like, I guess there's symbolism. I don't care. No, imagine Rose has, like, a woodworking class, and she, like, whittled that unicorn herself. Oh my god, guys. This is guys, this is this is how we're gonna get that Rose Christian hostility because she's gonna like see that unicorn and she's gonna be like, oh, okay, I see how it is. See like you're my enemy is. now. This is where it starts. It's we like can't be friends. It's over the unicorn. He, it's not because she sees him kiss her, it's because of the unicorn. She's like, exactly. Why do you have my unicorn? That She's like, do you know how many hours I spent making that? It's funny because like they're overlaying almost immediately you see Christian and Lisa and this very cringy thing and it's it's, it's just like I know I know Theo loves them and God knows I have I love it of- okay guys I love it ironically I hope everyone understands that like I, I have so much fondness for Drag Race Europe but they're pretty low on my list of couples because they're just too cheesy for me and, I and then we go straight into 
best friends with benefits. With yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Guys, guys, I had one thing to say. I had one thing to say. Um, that scene where Alyssa goes in her room and Mia's her roommate. I feel like that yes, also. So good. I was gonna say that gives like a hint of like Mia's like kindness and stuff like that. So it's yes. like we we get that like harsh Mia in this episode, but we also at the end we go like, okay, maybe she's not all. When she gives bad. her the bed and she's exactly. like, it's the best view. Yeah. Yeah, I had to mention that. I think that's so interesting too, because it's like. Mia's like in the beginning or whatever scene that was where they're like the three of them Victor Mer- Victor Mia and uh, Lester are talking and Mia's like yeah like I wanted to be queen and Alyssa's like my parents are dead and then <laughs> <laughs> she's like did we all forget that and then like at the end it's they're in the same room and now like they have to deal with like I, I mean I feel like Mia has some grief over the Andre thing like I know they probably weren't like together. But I they think were she friends. misses what could have been. Yeah, so she misses Andre. idea of what but they could have been together. Exactly. Yeah, but there's like she there is no other. Represented. Yes. Yeah, but there's no other Moroid that like knows Andre the way they those two know him. So I think it was really nice to have those two share a room so they could like bond yeah. over that. Yeah, no, we don't yeah. see it. Peyton, but... what are you gonna say? I there's a couple things with me and the dorms. So I think it's like, so the. I think it's funny that Sonia lives at home. Yeah. Um. So obviously the house is close enough to where they don't have to live in the dorm, but, but Mia still chooses to and had a room to herself. Doesn't herself. want to be around those people. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, but she I doesn't don't think want to. Sonia and Mia are the same age. I yeah. Is it like yeah, Sonia, like the librarian? Yeah, older. Yeah, I think she's. So older. She could have graduated because she that's works true, at the that's library. True. That's oh. what I was thinking. So that Mia has a room because she's a student, right? we see that we see the kindness that like mia has with lissa but i think it's just so funny because it comes in the same episode where <laughs> Mia's like sitting on that little balcony under the tent and she's like lissa's a twit she has yeah. the rage she has the she's rage like, but also i might be the only one who thought she was being nice because sure she's nice and there's truth to the niceness but she's using it in a exactly. way to do exactly what uh, victor wants her to do which exactly. is get it as here like that's and what that I is why Mia, it's amazing it's interesting it's she has her own motives just kindness victor, ju- yes. victor just told her in that balcony scene that the ear of the queen is like as important and the queen had like big plans for lissa like mm-hmm interpreted that thing as like Mia being like okay I need to make nice with this girl like I need to get along with her if I love my I love my little mastermind she knows people she's the best yes I do like that eventually we're gonna see a friendship with them like they're really building up that and like I'm glad that we like I think like there's a lot there's a lot of parallels that are drawn between Lisa and Mia, and I think they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Mia is what Lisa could have been had she not been royal, and Lisa is what Mia could have been had she been royal. And besides that, they're both orphans in a way. Now they both have Strigo siblings, and they both have experiences <laughs> with spirits. And I yeah. think like they're just they're just living parallel lives and they're bound to have like yeah. a really close bond. So I'm really looking forward. To and that. there's more stuff in episode two between their parallels yeah. but obviously we don't have to talk yeah. about that right now we'll and also there's, it's nice because it does a parallel like they have their own parallel and then their relationship i think is a nice flip over of meredith and rose's relationship yes where mare is also kind of like harsher on rose for good reasons but they're also very similar and like kind of leaving similar lives that of what could happen. it's it's nice to have all those parallels between mare, mare and rose and lisa and mia and then in between each bear Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, can we get to Mason and Rose? Because I really want to yeah. talk about this. I love them. I was yeah. so happy they got rid of the virgin trope, personally. Okay. 
Okay, yes. but it was really funny, Lena. You talked about the virgin trope, and I was like, I'm so glad they got rid of like the unrequited best friend trope. Like that, I don't. That's so common yeah. now that I'm like, I mean, there's still and there's there, still hints of that, yeah. Yeah. There's still hints, which I think it's so important. Like there's an essence of what he has in the books, but because yeah. he has yeah. kind of what he wants, it's so interesting because like they're just friends with benefits. So I know he's mm-hmm. so. That's sweet. my baby he's, boy. Like just talk to me. Be like and he wants so much more out of it. And she's like, kind of not. She does. I don't think she realizes. She either doesn't realize it, or she's putting like a little barrier. Or she's just not her. thinking about it actively. She, yeah. It's, to her, it's yeah. just like two things. It was like sex and what was the other thing? Training. It was a training. training. And then yeah. And then she was. He was like, that's it. She's like, that's it. And he's like, can you just talk? No, <laughs> can you just talk, talk to me? Ah, she laughed at him. He's like, I yeah. thought I could be your friend. So and she's so like, ha 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 ha. She's like, that's so funny. <laughs> like. But I do think they have a sort of sweet chemistry. I was going to say, they have, like, sorry. I was just going to say they have, like, this easy comfort, like, around each other. Where it's just very, like, relaxed and stuff like that. They and comfort I, people. And they don't other. have to put their, like, guards up around each other. They can just, like, yeah, yeah. Be. have that. But I also think that's because they're friends. Like, they were... Exactly. I don't know how long they've been friends for since, like, you know, since Probably they were like kids. 15 probably. years. At, yeah, at least, since they were At kids. least in the books, it's hinted that they've been friends, like, since they started, like, training at the academy. Yeah, do have so to say friends for years. I do have to say, like, with the chemistry between Drew, if I wasn't already trash for Romitri and Dimitri, like, I would have yes. skipped them. Their chemistry is so good. I wouldn't sure. have because I have too much. Like, I feel like Drew has done such work to make me love Mason yeah. in a way that I never was. I hated Mason in the bloody books. Uh, I, I love Mason him. in the books. I love me. But like in the show, Drew has helped me love him a lot more, also because he has a lot more to him. He's a lot more complex. He's very much an onion. Yeah. Um, even though I think he's a terrible friend. And I think that's why I, I hate him. I think he's just the worst friend uh in the show. But he has so many good sides, and I do think the sweetness he shows to Rose is so genuine, and that's something that made me appreciate him. I I can't him. wait till we get to episode four because there's more cares. stuff to dig into with Mason in yeah. episode four. Mm-hmm. I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Okay, I just want to talk about also the speech that Rose gives to the Queen. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I have so many thoughts. A, I have thoughts. Such a good speech. Keeps my heart and. In- in the right place like, or something. Like, and I was like, God, yeah. yes. She's like, it's it's has edges. Like, yeah. it, it, it has very right. edges. Wait, I had one more mm. thing to say. Regarding Rose and Mason. When they were talking about, like, what would Lissa do in this situation? And, like, she has, like, her head in his lap. And I'm, it makes me think about that cut scene between um, Rose and Lissa. And I just really wish that we got that. I want to know what it, what, it, what it looked like and stuff. There's so many cut scenes. I also wish we had had the cut scenes where Meredith is a bartender and she meets Mia then. Talk about that and Mason and Rose are there as well. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, there's but a few, yeah. There's a lot of, lots of cut scenes. Anyways, <laughs> back to but that yes, speech. The speech is great. And also sad. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, uh, that speech... I've talked about this so many times, but it's like on the surface, it's very sweet and stuff. And it just shows like that bond and that connection they have with each other. But then like, if you dig into, into like the implications of it, it's just really sad because it's like Rose gives everything to like Lissa and like their relationship. And it's like, she sees Lissa as like this like beacon of like light and goodness, but she doesn't even realize that Lissa's like just existence is like taking stuff like out of her quality of life too. And it's just, and it's like not e- this is not even doing it on purpose, but that's just like the nature of how things are. And it's like st- it's like forces they can't control, and like they'll never be able yeah. to like like to control that. And it's just sad. It is. It is. It's. So I also sad. noticed something else. It's like something in favor of the queen that made me kind of like like the queen at this point. 
not many Moroi would hear and take a Dampier's word. Word over another the way that, like, especially like, um, like in hindsight, like knowing that she called Rose to know what Rose thought about her and her for Queen, like, like for air. Like, like that means so much at Dampier to get that, um, uh, like, yeah, that recognition. recognition. Like, Lisa, okay, she might, she, she might not have her family anymore, but like, she's well known. No, Lisa. Like she didn't really need to call Adam Pierre to give her her opinion of the way that she takes Rose's word, and that just shows that, that she, she recognizes like, like the friendship between them and like how important Rose yes. is. Yeah, she recognizes Rose's I, importance. I thought it was funny that when Rose got called up, she kept her same like top outfit on and she put on a little pencil skirt. I never noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> I need. To, I, I saw your. I saw your note. And I'm like, I need to go back yeah. and see. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you did not need to put on a skirt if you're gonna go with like the together entire for the queen. top. She's like, I gotta dress up kind of. the same as it's always been. She's like, let me put on this skirt. Business <laughs> on the top, party on the bottom. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if she's still they, wearing the boots. And then they always. announced that Lisa Lisa is heir, and the like the queen's motivations are a bit blurry, but you kind of get to point. Well, she of sees it. a lot of herself in Lisa, but I she think she does. Mm-hmm. I think she does, and I think like. But that's an episode two where they talk about and that. She also like yeah. Andre. Uh, yes. But, yeah, she's a Nazi. Lisa is and I thought that was really interesting because it's so much later on in the books that we get that. Yeah. So that was episode one. Are we all ready to go on to episode two? Slay, oh. ready. Yeah, um, don't tell anyone, but we're recording this on another day. (laughs) (laughs) It was too long. Peyton had to go to class. Yeah. (laughs) We were too long. Peyton always has to go to class. I am. She does. She's a hardworking girl. We almost (laughs) lost Carl, but she's an We almost (laughs) lost Carl. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really traumatic and stressful. um, It's been a really difficult day. There I'm an emotional mess. Electricity. Yeah, we never see her face again. A fox ate her wire. <laughs> Meanwhile, in England, the cast reunited, and we had a love fest on on Twitter. The emotions are yeah. high. Yeah, exactly. She's, yeah, she's a moment. Meanwhile, in Midwest America, Peyton got cussed out at work. <laughs> yeah, I... we hate the American cuss like. Client customer service policy. Oh my god, customer customers always right. <laughs> <laughs> customers are always wrong. Customers are always wrong. I could be wrong about this, but I feel like we're in a particularly chaotic mood today. Yeah, <laughs> we're always like this. What are you talking about? I feel like we're worse. Like we've been no, going on in this no, for about no. fifty minutes already, and just <laughs> just talking. Hey, you're All the right. you're the outline person. Get sorry, on Sorry, sorry, I'm here. I'm here. So yeah. yes, back to episode two. Uh, um, we were saying that episode two is pretty forgettable, but it, that's how I didn't so say that. That was good. you guys. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. I have bad you memory know issues. Not forgettable. <laughs> those knee high boots at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but it does start with a pretty good thing that gets us kind of into the mood um, of that overlay between the training and the dream, which I thought was so cool personally i like that like it it kind of shows the ptsd and uh, at the same time we get to see more about andre which i at the time i thought was like cool but weird and now i feel like it's such a good point of keeping him in our mind so like the viewer doesn't forget about him imagine episode 10 pops up we see this guy hanging from the ceiling we're like what the fuck is that <laughs> who the fuck are you <laughs> who the hell I is that? About you. why do oh, we God. care 
That's so funny. But also, my only note for that scene is like, wow, Lissa looks so hot walking away from that car crash, like all bloodied and in her dress. Like, she that's, does, like she that's what I was Theo's noticing. I was that's like, Theo's she looks so yeah. hot. No, every time, we get a, every time we get a flashback to that crash, I'm just like, she looks so good all disheveled like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, you is ready to swoop in and save her. There's no problem. Like no, just... no, she like she can hit me with her car next. Like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, please crash your car. No, I really like that scene because you could like you see that there's gonna be more to that like that car crash because she doesn't see Rose yet. There's no mm-hmm. nothing there yet. So it's just her walking and then Andre being like remember. And then I, when I was watching remember. This, I was like, I was like, did she forget that? Well, she does. She does forget the whole she thing. Does forget. She like, blocks it, I think. Yeah, she blocks it up. But I was like, wait, this is so fun. Because it's like every every new episode is like a little murder mystery. Like, what yeah. happened, you know? Yeah, like, yeah we slowly get like more and more of it. Yeah, I love that. I love the way yeah. they did that. It was Stragarance in the wood yeah. with a car accident. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know what you think, Carl, but I thought it was a spirit something. Uh, like I thought it was spirit because he's like remember remember I thought it was linked to maybe her magic or something like maybe she done something else rather than resuscitating Rose which I mean yes it's important <laughs> but I don't know yeah I do I um I think we had like this conversation I don't remember who it was with on Twitter about how it could have been spirit induced and like everything that she was seeing with Andre could have been related to like her spirit magic awakening. Mm-hmm. And like slowly, like spirit madness, I guess as well from the books, just like slowly from because especially like now as viewers, we know what like what happens. So it would be like safe to assume that it was spirit madness taking over after what yeah. she did with that magic. So um, yeah, that, yeah, that was something she, that I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was linked to like the spirit magic and the darkness because since we, we talked about this we kind of swept away the mental health i thought like this ptsd kind of vibe might be it mm-hmm. um, so yeah that was interesting and also apparently like it's so weird rose knows she's the heir but then at the beginning of the episode she looks like she didn't yes yeah, yeah right she was confused she was well actually wait never mind maybe she thought it was a fever dream yeah because she she woke up out of that dream and was like looking at the building maybe she's like damn yeah. what did i eat yeah maybe she was yeah, still maybe, like yeah. shook from like mm-hmm. that dream maybe yeah like, wait what's going on again yeah. like she might have thought was like, that like there's no way so when she saw it because i at the end of episode one i assume she had seen like the queen say that through the bonds but then maybe since she was in bed, like she thought it was just a dream, a nightmare, yeah, and that's why she was then like, "What the fuck? Did this actually happen? I didn't imagine it. Like it wasn't a dream." I'm gonna say maybe she was delirious from that run because if someone told me only four more miles, I would stop <laughs> oh, and be like, "What the fuck?" Is? I can't even do one mile. No, me neither. I, 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 have another, I do have a theory that I just built off of what Carmen said, where she was like. She heard the queen say it. Maybe she didn't hear the queen say it. Like to her, okay. she just felt less as panic and then woke up from that. Yeah. yeah. So Maybe that was that, that was my initial thought. But then I was like, well, if she's in Lissa's head, then she could probably hear her thoughts, and then Lissa's probably thinking about it. So I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't. I don't know. think they can hear each other's thoughts. I think she just feels emotions. It's, it's pretty early well, on in the bond too. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 I thought. I thought. With the thoughts, it was just gonna be Lissa being like, "Oh my God, I'm queen, I'm queen, I'm queen," and Rose is like, "Hell yeah, you are bestie," but like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but what? Do you know if you've watched like a lot of 
Rose and Lisa for me. If you've watched, I think it's in um in Teen Wolf, and like the two best friends, their boys talk to each other, and he's like, "You're the hottest girl in school," and the other one is like, "I'm the hottest girl in school." I feel like it's always like I've never girl. seen That's Teen Wolf, but it's on my I list. I love that so scene. Feel- They're so funny. They were so funny. Those two. Dylan O'Brien was my first Kieran Moore, so I'm. Oh my very god, aware I remember that era. Like every girl was in love with him. Wait, in love with who? Dylan O'Brien. Oh god, no. I just remember. I remember him from the Maze Runner because I was obsessed with those mm-hmm. books. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember him from mm-hmm. Teen Wolf, and also mm-hmm. he is still to this day on my cheat list, which is like my my whole fast list I have with my husband, where we agree that we can. He's breaking the kitchen right now, but my husband agrees. Like we have each a list of ten men and ten women we're allowed to cheat on each other with. Um, and he's on it. Still there. He's still there. <laughs> Hanging in. He's, he's still like, fine. Oh, I was he's gonna so say, hot. and his and he's funny too. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to say, Kieran Moore is not on the list. I I shall leave it to later. Now we're getting <laughs> off topic. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so yes, um, a great duo. But also, like this episode has a lot of good duos that we don't get to have as much, just because Lisa and Rose are separated. And one of them that is my absolute favorite is Mia and Lisa. I've already mentioned that I feel like they have such an interesting dynamic and that we're getting like a really companion and queen sort of Mary Greer from Rain kind of vibe from it. And that for me, like they really very parallel lives and I have big hopes for uh, what comes up from that later. Yeah, I have two thoughts about this scene. One is I love Mia's outfit with her little beret and her like red yes. like coat dress thing. The other is it just really funny, like fascinating to think about how like Lissa just really is reluctant and she doesn't want to do this. And like to her, she's just like, I don't like why should I do this? Like it's not me. This isn't who I am. Like it doesn't like matter. But like to Mia, it's like everything because she yeah. like because it's and it means more to Mia too because she's coming from this place of like you know, being a non-royal and stuff. And so, like, to her, she has all of these, like, this passion regarding, like, Queen and, like, with the changes she can make. And then Lissa's just like, but I don't want to do this. I don't have that, like, current spark for um, politics. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because Mia, no, she wasn't raised, but she was expecting to be Queen. So she probably was already in the mind, like, in the mindset of, like, this is what I'm going to do. She was prepared. Yeah, and yes, then Lissa is over here being like, my brother's going to be king, and I'm going to go off and study Let's art Rose. with Liz Rose, and then we're just going to live life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's so interesting because now they're switched, so Mia has to figure out what she wants to do that's not being yeah. queen. And Lissa's like, wait, I have to rule over everybody? That's weird, and why? And, you know, she's like, I want to study art. Like, I want to be with Rose and live life, you know? I don't want to be stuck yeah. down here. I picked up more on that when I was watching again just because, like, I had watched all of Young Royals in 24 hours before I rewatched these episodes. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like Young Royals, where, you know, like the older brother. They're young and be- royal. <laughs> the older brother to be king in a car crash. Oh my God. Spoiler <gasps> In a car. Okay. Sorry. Okay, that's in the first episode. Okay, if sorry. If you not watch more than the first episode of Young Royals, these are about to be spoilers. PSA. <laughs> and then, so. Lisa has to, like, now step up to be king, and he's like, I don't want this. This shit sucks. 
and then his cousin is like frothing at the fucking mouth to get to the throne. <laughs> so I'm like, parallels. Yeah, and also like I really like how done Mia is. Like I'm, I would be just like Mia. Like I have no time for the fucking whining. Like, like we have well, to get can... done. Because Mia's like <laughs> I already been through this. Andre. Like get on my level. Like, like she's like hurry it up, Lisa. Her little color coded yeah. iPad. She's like girl, you're so I far know. behind. Right. I love her so much. So then, so can you even name the current queen? You can't. Can you, can you try a little? But then it's kind of nice though, because we go from this dynamic, which has a bit of a shock. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes. I had one thing. I just looked down at my notes. Um, Victor brought up about how Lissa is unsullied by like politics and people like the people like that about her. And like either that could be a good thing because she's like this unbiased um candidate. Or it could be a bad thing because then people could see her as someone easy to like impose their own views on. So I thought that was kind of fascinating that Victor brought that up. Yeah, it's a really he's interesting right. to me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he right does though. it himself. Yeah, he does exactly. He does do it himself. He's like, I need backup. Get married now. <laughs> he said, Jesse, these people. That's it. That's, I mean, your, two, yeah. that's your two options. Jesse and the. He's like, he's like, like, yeah, your little boyfriend that qualifies. Okay. <laughs> He does not qualify. Talking about Jesse, like the fact that he's brought up as a suggestion, and we immediately see him being the freaking biggest dick in class with Christian. It's just like, no, no, we can't let this happen. Listen, I would like to say that I do not condone Jesse's actions. However, (laughs) he is very funny. He is hilarious. We love him. He is such a bully. Like, I was like, okay, I know this is. This is when, like, when he sits, like, whenever Christian gets near him, he moves away. And, like, whenever Christian breathes, he's like, he's like, your parents were Strogoi. Did you remember that? Do you know that? Do you know that? <laughs> he's like, you breathe, you're Strogoi. <laughs> she breathes, she's a Strogoi. It's but because it's Jesse wants so that good so with bad. Silver, and why it's so Ooh. nice when Silver gets to him, because it's like, he's such yeah. a huge but there is a heart. We also, in this scene, we get to see a bit more of Mikael, and I thought it was really interesting because we get more into like the autopsy and scientific kind of vibe of Crunching Strigoi, which we don't get a lot of, and I thought that was really, really cool. Also, him being a teacher is hilarious to me for some reason. Yeah, our, our one classroom scene. <laughs> yes. I was saying, the one time we see these bitches in any class doing <laughs> anything, the one time they're being studious, they have Mikhail. As the teacher, I know, teaching him about Strigoi. But also, I think it's really funny because Sonia is a teacher in the in the book, so they kind of flipped it and they made yeah. him a teacher. But and then I also wanted to talk about how poor Christian, because Christian was like, "What if they have feelings and emotions?" He's trying so hard to find a connection. Yeah, he's like me with plants. Like, what if it cries when you tear it from the grass? And he's just trying so hard. And then, and then, but yeah. I was like, from science, we know they don't feel like they're this, this, and that. And he's like, but but. Yeah. Okay, and then Jesse comes in with like, "Are you thinking about your parents?" Because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> like he's... I know. Also, he I was gonna say that um, I feel like that's that um scene was like a really good um piece of exposition because like some characters it feels really unnatural to have them like do that giant exposition dump, but with Jesse it makes sense because of course he's gonna go through every single step of yeah. becoming a goy because he really wants to like drive in the pain into christian mm-hmm. so he's like yeah i'm gonna go through yeah. this like every single way you can become one because i want you to like feel bad yeah, he makes so, it work because he's just he's just so mean about it he's yeah. like okay 
Um, yeah, we know how asteroids are made, but just to be clear, Christian's parents, they did this and this and this. Yeah, and his he's like so charismatic in his sliminess too. He mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And Mikhail dismisses the class and Jesse just sits there and keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> because he's an ass. Yeah, like, I'm like, I'm good later when Silver gets to him and you're like, so he does have a heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just so, saying it's that. It's very like, deep. I'm like, you've studied this because you want it so bad. You're yeah, sick right? fascination with the story. Right. That's one way. I just imagine him also, like, because I know Christian is new, right, to the province. Like, yeah. He's new to that specific. Yeah, yeah. So I just imagine Jesse, like, also Googling it for his own, like, sick, twisted thoughts. But then thinking, Christian, oh, Zara's coming to class tomorrow? Gotta Google it. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, he's like, OMG, fan meet and greet. Oh, my God. That's actually but really he's like, he's like, I am one person removed from Strigoi. I'm so close. Oh my God. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, can you, I know I just made fun of you, but if you could hit up your parents. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, they're dead. dead. Yeah, they're dead. He's bullying Christian into being a Strigoi because he's like, then I'll have like <laughs> someone who's a Strigoi. Uh-huh. The me. first person he comes after to get revenge is going to be me and then I can finally get what I want. <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Like, exactly. It's all part of my elaborate plan. He's projecting all of his complexes of wanting what to. What if I told you I'm the mastermind? Oh my god! <laughs> it's actually a scene where we really get also the the look at how Strigoi are represented with like the prosthetics and the makeup and stuff. And I was so startled by this. I was like, plot hole, plot mm-hmm. hole, plot hole, plot yes, hole, plot hole. Because because why does Andre look normal? Why is he sexy? Yeah. Why? I don't know why. I he know has why. to be I sexy. Why? You have to present the idea of stre- sexy Strigoi so that Strigitri can be sexy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, there is no, sexy, but... there's no possible way for them to have like the Rose X Strigitri plotline if he's fugly. Because you know how uncomfortable it would be to watch Rose make out with our generic yeah. those yeah, no. Strigoi? <laughs> like yeah. you make she's making out with like obvious prosthetics. <laughs> I mean like yeah. it's just Ooh. It's just, it's just no, like, they're gonna have to do something about this. And the fact that it was a really strange choice, and I liked it because on We Are YA, Julie was like, yeah, well, for now, we'll, we're standing by it, and we'll see if we change our mind. I'm like, you have to change your mind. Honestly, I don't mind yeah. it. I find it really funny. <laughs> I like yeah. it, and then, and then, but then I'm like, I like it to a certain degree. Like, when I start thinking about Strigrichi, Strug- 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 then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's where my disbelief just stops. You gotta yeah, join I mean, me in just not thinking at all. Like, no okay. thoughts, just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> just go with I'm it. I'm so sorry, vibe. but if I have to watch Kieran unhinge his jaw and have black <laughs> yeah, blood, no, yeah, like, no. pour out of, like, his rotting face as a Strigoi, I'm hot to canceling you? my Peacock subscription. No, but, like, seriously, like, no. It's hot when he looks normal and the <laughs> blood pours out. Wow. But there yeah. needs to be, like, some sort of reasoning as to why yes. some look worse yeah. and no. some The theory, the theory is that being Strigoi, like, amplifies, like, your human traits. So if you're already sexy as hell when you're human. So are you, you saying Mikhail's not sexy? And you're extra sexy. Well, Sonia's not sexy. I think Sonia looks nice. Sonia looks good eyebrowless. She looks, she's slayed. Sonia was the first to go that didn't look as bad. She ate that up. Mm-hmm. Like, hands are the first thing I look at in people. But her hands are crazy when she's triggered, but I feel like her face and everything else looks way more normal. You're not into yeah. those hands? Like, those fingers. Those nice, long, spiky fingers. Mm-hmm. But Yum. Dimitri and Andre both have sex appeal built into their characters in a way that the others don't. So Oh, because they're sluttier than Mikhail. He's they more, like, yeah. softer. Mikhail, he's more, mm-hmm. like, loving. So you can oh only be a sexy Strigoi if you're a slut. 
He's more of a nerd, and he yeah. kind of looks like a nerd as a Strigoi. Like a, a yes. nerd Strigoi. Strigoi. He's a bit of Strigoi. All the Strigoi have a thing, you know? He's just a nerd. He's nerdish as far as Strigoi is <laughs> But yeah, but like, also, this, I like that we get Jesse and Olive and Christian, and then we jumped to uh, Rose and Mare and talking about relationships that are interesting and divisive, and well, they're. There's a bit of love-hate. It's a good one. And I love that we're friends now. I love that Meredith brings up that she's thinking, she's thinking strategically here. She's just yeah. like, yeah, Rose, mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from, but I'm just trying to be like, um, my God, practical split, about this. She's back. like, yeah, she's trying to be practical about the situation mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they don't have room to, you know, have those emotions. I like it because like you don't, so in the show, they're making it very easy to see like, the royals, right? The royal Maroys, the non-royal Maroys, and then you have the Dampiers. And so, like, you see, like, these three, the core three of Meredith, um, Mason, and Rose. And this is a nice way of showing each individual. Because last, the first episode, yeah. you t- you see um, Mason and Meredith and Mason and Rose. And this one, you see Meredith and Rose. And you kind of kind of see, like, what Meredith falls in line with the, like, how she is, you know? Because Rose like is very different reckless. dynamics within yeah. the group. Oh, I love that thing. It's the yeah. pairings. I didn't I even that think about that. Pairing. Because they're kind of like a spec. The three of them are like a spectrum of like yeah thoughts. And yeah. it's also to me, it's so interesting because you kind of see what they're good at and what they're bad at. Because they complement each other also. Because Rose is very reckless, impulsive. Meredith is very like clear cut, and she's very rational. And then Mason is like very like he's just he's I was gonna say he's there, but that's not true. He does have smart. I just yeah I'm yeah just yeah. He's really good. He's but I think he's also like just like. You don't really see it, but it's I think he's like, I think he like, he's intense, like the glue for the three of them. Like, he balances yeah. them out. I was going to say he's really ambitious, because I was thinking about, not like ambitious as in you can see it, but I was thinking about how he's like number one. Like, the second she leaves, he's there to pick up number one. Like, he's he's like right behind her, like right behind Rose. And then Meredith is always number two, which then you think about it, because was, was she two when, like, before that? She was number three. She had to be number three. She right? was number mm-hmm. three, yeah. And then, and then she, she stays three. number two. And so it shows, like, literally how this is, like, so interesting, how they each, like, constantly go back and forth with the three of them. So I really like that. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, they have a great dynamic. I do, you know that, like, Meredith is my baby and my one true love. Um, But also, like, I do love girl on girl and girl friendship in a way that is not the soft side that we tend to see on tv show like we get with rose and lisa like there's a lot more competition there's a lot more i'm pushing you but it's because but it's I also love it's not like the bitchy kind of friendships but it's not bitchy you know? though like it's hilarious because she, first of all meredith brings up a point that then comes back it is important where she talks about have you ever met a more royal, royal who's best friend with a damn peer and actually then there's a parallel with dimitri and yeah. also when she leaves and she does that sign with the hand and it's hilarious and you can tell it's it's, it's loving but there's just so much push and pull. Yeah. They have that rapport with each potential other. Potential for the future, like in their in their relationship, I think they they like personally female friendships in my life have driven me and I feel like when you have somebody like you who like this who's gonna push you to be better and like just push you out of your boundaries, it's really great. And I like that we get that with Rose and Meredith, and then we have that with Mia and Lisa. It's a nice. Yeah, I was talking about Mia and Lisa because mm-hmm. Mia and Lisa are just a bit more bitchy than the other, like Meredith and Rose. But you could also see it's like kind of out of love, like kind yeah. of. Yeah, and you can see where it comes it. from too. Like you yeah, understand yeah, you where Mia's see, coming from. Yeah, yeah, but like it's, Mer- it's Mia's. Yeah, but it's Mia's like who she is. She just can't help it. And then you have Meredith and Rose, which is like a little bit more tough love, a little bit more like this is come on, you're, you know. And then you have Lisa and Rose, which is like. 
you know, they're so sweet and they're like always with each other and they always they love each other. And I think it's really interesting seeing all the female friendships. Yeah. Like how they're different and how they're like. That's different. Like that. And talking about tough love and, and female relationships, in this scene, we get Arberta talking about the tribunal and you can mm-hmm. see she hates it. She is mm-hmm. so, so anguished about it, but also like it's just it's just what it is. They can't and, do anything about it. Yeah. And I thought Jennifer would create with that scene. Like she you can really see that she's destroyed, you have to break it to her, but also it's the rule and it's just what it has to be. So that's a it's a good friend it's a good relationship too. Like I thought she's not old enough to be their mother, but she is kind of their She's their mentor. You know? <laughs> she's like mm-hmm. She's not the meeting yet. I had a bad joke. Oh, oh go no. for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, she can't be their mother, but she can be their mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she can. Mommy? Sorry. You need mommy? to leave. I just like the, the contrast in the uh, Meredith and Rose relationship in this episode. Mm-hmm. Because at first, you see Rose trying to be all buddy-buddy. And then later she's like, I got time to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. it's like, they fall right back into like their normal yeah. dynamic. And it's just like, mm-hmm. Meredith takes it. And she's like, oh yeah? Like, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> like, there's no like hostility there. Like, it's just like yeah. give and take, push and pull. And it's like, really yeah. interesting. And I think that would be cool to, not to like project too much, but I think it will be cool when Rose comes back uh, in season two. Like, we'll, I think it will be an interesting way of showing that they pick right back up. And uh, I will be looking forward to seeing Meredith being maybe a bit stronger than Rose is used to, uh, because she's been training in the meantime, and like both of them getting on the on the level. There's a really great moment when we get to five where she actually gets it, and I think that mm-hmm. kind of kind of like it's a summary of their relationship. They get each other in a way that other people can't necessarily. Um, so yeah, I could talk about them forever <laughs> but yeah. mm-hmm. it also gets me to another relationship that i find super interesting and we don't get a lot of it in the book and i am absolutely adoring seeing it unravel on screen and it's dimitri and lisa uh when to they, they have a lot more this episode because well she's separated from rose and lisa wants to go and talk to i can't remember to christian i think um, probably um, to library. the library for sure. It's a portal exchange, and it's really nice. Is it when she comes out of her room and he's yeah. like, yeah. He's like oh. "You're early," and he goes, "You're early for whatever." Like it's so funny because now he's like, now he knows that she's gonna leave. Like he's like, "I gotta be on my toes with this girl." Like I've just mm-hmm. gotta be. Yeah, I I think it's kind of giving last sacrifice era. Yeah, it like was. Dimitri and Lissa, where he's like, "She's gone." Whatever she wants, she's gonna get it. <laughs> it is, it is, and it feels great. Mm-hmm. Theo, what were you saying? I told I was gonna make a funny joke, but I totally forgot. <laughs> like he can't be her dad, but he can be her daddy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he can be my daddy. Never mind. But they do have like a great evolution of our relationship, which is something we don't get as much in the book. So I thought that was yeah. really really lovely and another thing we don't get as much of in the book but it's so lovely and that i personally just like i swoon and it's sonia and miguel and he's like i'm gonna clarify things <laughs> just saying. And- i wish 
That is the most unrealistic thing that's ever happened in this show is a man being realistic <laughs> with the, about what he wants out of this relationship and it like, not. Like, they're both so clueless. Oh. Like, like Sonia, just like, he's desperately trying here. Yeah, but... but I really like how they're just like little nerds. Yeah, they're so yeah. cute. He's like talking about, you know, he's like the guy who's like, break, like looking at strogoi bodies and breaking them down and, you know, t- teaching t- kids. And she's at the library like, looking at their like looking at their movement and trying to figure out what they're doing and i'm like what are you two doing you guys are so weird (laughs) okay you know what the sad thing is it's like every time i like watch their scenes now and i'm like they're so cute and i'm like i know why they're cute it's because it has to hurt when he dies and i'm like and i'm like so it's like they're manipulating us those writers they're like (laughs) they broke my heart because it's like every single person who watches the first four episodes just loves Sonia and Mikhail so much. Because it's like... Oh, oh. And if you've read the books, you're not expecting that at all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was outraged. I was I was baffled. I was, I yes. kept, I was in We denial. can get to that. We can get to that. We can get to that. But I was mm-hmm. in denial. No, but I do Me remember too. that I was watching the first four episodes of my sister. And I was like, don't worry. Sonia's going to be the one that's going to be Strugoi. So don't get attached <laughs> to her. <laughs> And then I was like, everybody else is free game. Oh, we're all how the tables have turned. Yeah, too bad, too bad, too bad. But we do have like a really sweet chemistry and dynamic. I don't know if you want to say anything about that Carl before I quickly. Uh, I don't remember my notes, honestly. (laughs) I know I'm like trying to remember what was going on. Otherwise, I can quickly move on. It's just before I segue, so I don't interrupt. No, yeah, let's just let's just continue. I don't think I have anything. Okay, so yeah, we 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 do have a really cute and sweet dynamic, and it's very very different from Romitri, and we get to see that Mm -hmm. because we finally get like the first sit down talk right after. Um, where there's a bit more closeness, and it's a bit less. Uh, like the staring with VR thing, I think they're being a bit more open in the in that scene, and that was wasn't. It's nice to see like the if they do that quite a bit in the show where they would draw a lot of parallels between the couples. I know like the most obvious one is in yes. Netflix, but it does happen a lot, and I always like when when one leads into the other, and you can see just kind of different facets of love. Yes. Yeah. Like. I, sorry. Sorry. I was just thinking about um. Like, right now, when you're talking about, like, different facets, I was thinking about how, like, you have um, a two Dampiers, da- like, being together, right? You have Ramitri, and then you oh. have Sonia, I'm not Sonia, Christian and Lissa being the two royals, mm-hmm. but they can't be together mm-hmm. because he's an outsider. And then you have a Dampier uh, guy and then a Maroi girl who, they're just living their life because she's an outsider, and they're like, that's Sonia Carp, what is he going to do? They're just so vibing. It's so, so it's so interesting seeing, like, how, like, class affects all three, but yeah. also how some of them, like, also Meredith and Mia have the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meredith and Mia. And then you have the Dampier woman and then the um, the royal. But the I feel like that's different. I think that's, it a, is that's different. very different because Mare, I think, is much more driven than Mikael is as far as what she wants. And Mia is much more into, the, like, the gap because Mia really wanted to be a royal and because she's very involved in this is, I think, much bigger. Yeah. Uh, do you think that yeah. Meredith is more driven because she's younger? Because Mikhail is already no, he's already a guardian, he's already no. a teacher, so he kind of think, already has his thing. I think Meredith is driven, like uh, as far as I understand Meredith, and as far as I love her and the way I do. Uh, for me, when I say driven, it's not like I want necessarily to just be the best guardian. I think it's she wants more out of life in a way mm-hmm. that Mikhail, for me, doesn't necessarily. 
that's yeah that's fair i was just thinking about it because i was like he's very content with his life you know what i mean he's kind of doing his thing being the like being the guardian doing his thing and then you don't really it's just kind i mean of all about pushing the boundaries basically yeah like, he's not. She, wants, I think he's she wants to be in politics she wants to change things whereas Mikael is i think happy being a guardian and he would be fine being on the outskirts with sonia and just having a little life in a cottage whereas i can't mm-hmm. picture that for mamiya they both want to yeah. eat, they both want to move the world and they, they should all do it together but uh it does mean that there's a lot a lot more obstacles and um, a lot more of what do people think and how do they see us and how does that impact the plans we have uh, i think they depend a lot more on what other people think of them the irony of like narrative being like have you ever seen a royal warrior with a dompier best friend yeah and remembered that mia is yes. a royal but i was like the irony of like yeah, have right. you ever seen him a royal with like a dompier best friend and then she's like foreshadowing a dompier girlfriend <laughs> yeah she's like i didn't say girlfriend i said friend <laughs> like, there's two different there's two different things exactly, no, but exactly. on the whole like strigale thing i'm like holding out hope that he's just like rose mist and yeah. uh, before the yeah. alchemists got there he ran away and we're gonna get him back i was being a clown and i thought the same thing but in the podcast they like didn't they like confirm confirm yeah but i don't trust a single word they say because they compare yes. him to vicky from vampire diaries who then comes, back, comes like back 12 times 20 oh, too okay. much i think too much honestly spoilers spoilers oh, so at least we know that julie and marguerite like to bring characters back from the dead they love doing that and it's like a shock but they but they only brought them back when they weren't important though because yeah <laughs> they brought back actors that were on my bingo card i had that um i had a bingo card for the finale and i had that uh, mikhail would come back in like the last five minutes mm-hmm. and we would just see him walk uh and like having the other three go with him or something and i figured if they don't do it now they won't uh i if they don't do it in this season then it means he's dead and they might do the ghost thing uh we can come back to that in episode five but i I do hope we see him again in some type of way but yeah um so yeah soniel and romy tree and just different types of love it's it's very it's very nice okay uh, wait if we can bring up one more thing if we're yeah. talking about the different couples. I just think it's interesting for the first two episodes, there's like a through line with Jagozira of like Christian being like this person to like help Lissa with like this whole thing that she's going through. So I find that really interesting. She goes to him a lot though for like right? stuff like just yeah. met him. Why do you think I asked you? <laughs> Why do you think mm-hmm. I came here? She relies a lot on him very quickly and like I think it's just uh, you know they, they talk about insta love and then there's insta trust and I think because yeah. uh, it doesn't of... really feel insta lovey to me it just feels like this insta like connection where they're like yeah. well I get you and you get me so yeah, I think yeah, that's, but then that's I also good. like how I know I'm jumping ahead but I also like how she's like okay like I'm asking for help and then he helps her and she's like no 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 she's like not, not like that not, not like that, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right kind time. of help she's, she's like I wanted help on my terms you have to like yeah. let me know first you have to give like, me a I wanted up. help not a savior right <laughs> that's true we were yeah I think I think that's important like Lisa wants help in the sense that she wants people to show her to explain to her how to do it but she doesn't want them to do it for her and she, yeah she doesn't yeah. want to be kept in the dark about things yeah. which yeah mm-hmm. she wants agency and I think that's great yeah yes. I also think like her asking for help is like her way of controlling the situation mm-hmm. you know by going to Christian instead of like Christian doing what he did she if she was like he's hey, gonna do something anyways 
something. Yeah, he was gonna do something, but she was like, "I'm gonna if I ask him to do this for me, then I have the control over mm-hmm. the situation." Versus him being like, "Kiss by fire." You're saying the same. We're saying the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're co-fighting, you know. And, uh, and when it comes to to like, we were talking a lot about dynamics and dy- dynamics between women and males. But uh, then we have the scene with Mason and Meredith and Rose, and we talked a bit about how we love the three of them together. And this is a scene that really, like, I love Meredith already, but I discovered that she, like me, has the uh, sexual gender of spreadsheet person. Uh, and I think we really get to see a lot of how they bounce off each other in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, and there's, we, we talk about helping, and they are kind of helping each other in a way doesn't feel super helpful to Rose <laughs> but like it's a I think it's a really interesting scene um to see how this is all about action yeah. I was gonna also I was gonna say it's really funny how we get introduced to Mia like with her little note taking in the beginning of the episode yeah. and now we get Meredith with her spreadsheet like spreadsheet. in the same episode it's like they they knew what they were doing with that yeah and they knew, yeah. They knew. Mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah like the the Rose and Mason friendship where Mason is more like I'm gonna support her and I'm gonna be positive and it's gonna be fine but the truth is he knows <laughs> Meredith knows better and that she, what she says is probably true and so when she says we're fucked she's like oh, okay we're fine then <laughs> <laughs> I guess we really are fucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> Rose can hear every single thing. It's actually yeah. kind of it's actually kind of cute how like he tries to take the lead and stuff, but then whenever the girls come up with something, he's like, "Okay, guys." Yeah, okay, ahead. you did it. <laughs> You're smarter. You guys got it. And then there's a fight with Rose, and like he's not at all like once again he is very calm and peaceful compared to the other two. Like he's just watching them, and then Rose is like, "Okay, man, we're gonna fight it off," and he's just like, "Okay, I guess this is what yeah. I'm doing." Just... He's just such a good guy. <laughs> and then Dimitri yeah. steps in. Yeah. Yeah. He always reads her like. <laughs> the I he know. Was, like, the first one to respond, like, where's where's Alberta? Where's everybody else? The man was fast. Yeah. He's always watching Rose. Like he's literally always watching her. Yeah. Like he literally guys, is like keep it together. always looking at her. Honestly, keep it together. Not very, di- so- not very discreet tree of you. He has great hair in this scene. One I thing I, I did. Oh, he does. <laughs> he has such great hair in this scene. It's true. Like when he says the thing about you're both extraordinary and infuriating, like his hair that's that line is excellent. It's just perfect. Yes. What were you gonna say? I just. <laughs> Guys, this is embarrassing. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like all of the little things I notice are like all. Anyway, um, yeah. In the, like in the first like four or five episodes, every single or every other line out of Dimitri's mouth is like gravelly, husky, oh my God. like some kind of like you're fighting like a strong guy. Yeah, that's very <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Not when I do it, but <laughs> in the, this entire time, he's like, hmm, I wonder what the best way to get Rose is. Maybe if I compliment her while also degrading her in, like, the huskiest, most gravelly voice she's ever heard in her entire life, maybe she'll think about it when she's home alone. And it that, worked. I mean, I was going to say, it works on me. It worked on Rose. And it worked on Rose, too. It worked on Rose, apparently. It, doesn't it work worked on the entire family. Yes, he was an entire friend of us. That's right. And then he brings it back in episode 10, and I'm like, oh, how I've missed you. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And oh, she's like, he, he softens up and his voice softens up. And then he's like, yeah. don't lecture me about duty. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god it does it does it's something but also like there's that bit where rose goes about i will survive because there's no other option and it feels so dramatic like in the moment it's like oh my god this is so dramatic but also she's so right i like, literally i wrote that sentence down because it's like it was just so powerful and like you really felt that like yeah. and honestly that was like her just being like super like truthful and like hey dude i do this because i have to do this and that's why i act this way because it's the only way i'm going to survive here and, and it so. is a shocking line like i've used it in my real life not to give too much, too much personal information but i <laughs> am doing this big project for a class i'm in a um, university and um i had like a road bump and everyone in the class was asking me like are you worried about finishing it and i'm like no i'm not worried like, it has to get done, okay, so it no will. Better. Like, there's no other mm-hmm. option, so it will get done. And exactly. everyone's like, that doesn't work. And I'm like, maybe for you. <laughs> me and my girl, but for me and my girl, Rose, for me and my girl, Rose, it has to it happen, works. so it will. You guys have no different. choice but to film this late, and because a fox ate Carl's wire, and we did it. Right? <laughs> we made it happen. Because that's what we have to do. Yes, there's no other choice. Girls who get it, get it. And the podcast will survive. Exactly. When we see each other in real life and we do a live podcast recording, we can do a five-way boot tap. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'll work. Because we do the boot tap in that episode right before she goes to the tribunal. It's so freaking cute. And I was like, oh. Tapping. I was like. It's a thing now. It's the second time I've done it in two episodes. (laughs) They keep doing it, and I'm like, I get it. I like Mikhail now. Like, stop. (laughs) You're like, I get it. I get it. He's perfect. Okay, I get it. He's the best big brother figure a person could have. I wish he was my brother. How sexy Max Parker is. He is very. And so we were like rewatching these, and I'm like, God, I missed Mikhail. I didn't realize what I had until it was gone. Right. (laughs) The the twins. The twins on this show have power. Rian and Max. To me, they have great power. Like. the jeans <laughs> no i can i talk about max parker because i didn't think he was attractive until like the first ep- we watched the first episode and he's walking back with the suit and i was like wait a minute i was like wait. you know when he's you're most like i see you when, yeah. like, again again like this when to me when he's most attractive is when he sings opera and walks away as he sings he's opera. so good that was yeah. that was pretty smooth that was smooth. yeah but I, we're not talking about that now we're not talking know. about this but no. this i can't wait to get to about how rian and uh, rian blundell and max parker hold power over me and mm. uh, they're both great speaking of power over me what? You should. I said, speaking of power over me. Speaking of you power, should, you should check out our playlist on Spotify. Plug, 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 <laughs> yes, plug, plug. Mine's After the best. After you're done listening to this podcast, click on over to our playlist. Yeah, yeah, we have a bunch of playlists. Yours is so long. It's yeah, not as is- long as cars, so just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please talk about the bylighting bar? Is that where we're at in this moment? No, no. We, have to get- oh. we are at the tribunal where we get to meet Korova, which I yes. Do- like, I, I forgot she was there. I forgot she was there. Don't say it. She's a hater. <laughs> she, she is. She's, she's no. a Rose anti. She. Oh wait. I, all I have, all I have wrote, written down about the tribunal is like Rose being like, "I would die for her," and then I'm like, "Honey, yeah. you have a big storm coming." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay but i just like how she was like you don't understand me and lissa are connected and they're like we're like this guys they're yeah. like okay but also, 
On a more serious note, I do like that it brings back from episode one the thing about how protection comes in many forms. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm protecting Hope right now by leaving. It's right. not what she thinks yeah. is protecting, but it's the right thing. And I like yeah. that this came back. Uh, oh, wait. I have something super, super important to say. Like, super, super important. Oh, um, Lissa's neck thing is so ugly. Like, good thing Danny's hot because she pulls it off. <laughs> like, her like, thing with her, yeah, her collar with her dress. <laughs> Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Big funny though, yes. Yeah. yes. But, but she, she makes some choices, Lisa. But she, she can pull it off though. So yeah, it off. you it's guys think it's good. ugly, but I saw it and I was like, "Damn, that fucks." See, <laughs> see, taste just. But because Danny is the only person that could pull it off in this entire exactly. way. On Danny, it looks yeah. great. Danny, yeah. I can't think of anything Danny would not look good in. Like she could show up at a, a red carpet in overalls, and I would still think she's literally so everything Lisa wears is That's just right. automatically hot because. Yeah. yeah, but then you have to take it off, and then you're like, it's ugly. No, that yeah. color in her free-floating <laughs> sleeves that aren't attached. I'm like, that's a serve. Her little, her little um, flotation devices. She looks really good uh, for the ceremony, but I do like that. Like with the ceremony, we got to have a lot of one-on-one with Lisa that show very different people and how they treat her and how they're trying to protect her in her life. Because we Protection have the comes in many we, forms. Yes, and we have Victor, who's like portrayed in a quite compassionate way, and he's like, "I will get you out," but also like, "Please don't make me get you out." <laughs> I had a no, and I had a no, and I said, "Is Victor being comforting or is he fishing for info?" And I don't. I know both. it's hard to know. I think he's doing both. Speaking about that scene, though, like, um, I really 100% thought that the only reason why it wasn't cleared was so that Victor would later on figure out that she had spirit, but then actually she just said it to him. Like, yeah. he didn't figure shit out. Like, she just told him. Yeah, maybe he, like, knew in the back of his mind and she confirmed it, but I don't know, because yeah. I was like, it had, it gave me fishy vibes. When I was it also, also, sorry, B. No, I wanted to jump back to the tribunal for, like, a second. Because I do want to talk about something serious, which is, like, Rose being punished and Lissa being, like, normal. Like, she gets to go out and do her thing. And yeah. Rose is, like, threatened with expulsion. Not even, like, a, we're moving you out. It's, like, expulsion. Like, what you did was so bad that you, like, and then Lissa's, like, living her life, like, Right, because that was Rose's duty in the royal. Lissa got a promotion. Lissa got a promotion. They snuck out. Rose <laughs> is about to get expelled. And they were like, Lissa, you sneaky bitch. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> is really really harsh no but Lisa um, did say that her punishment was becoming queen because she exactly. did like it. she's like i hate yeah. it i wish i was expelled and then rose is like okay let's straight <laughs> okay, okay. right. like, 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 wor- she's like this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me i have so much power and control over people now but i do think there was a lot of stuff happening like when we were talking about the victor conversation mm-hmm. i don't know if he knew when she's confirming or if he's in denial and he has ptsd from sonia but i do love that we get that really quick glimpse of kieran in the corridor and you can see his face shifting and he realizes that like lisa needs help right now exactly. and it leads to the really cute scene where rose thinks that like oh my god he's <laughs> such a bad guardian like, i know she's like, so like, she, she thinks she's being sneaky Rose is so petty. She's like, I just did that. Oh, wait. He's not here. I am. I'm your best guardian. Bam. Like, he didn't even see me coming. Like, please, Rose, please. Just Rose. You think you're it, but you're not. That same scene is, um, Cece posted a TikTok with the audio that was like, oh, no, I hope I don't fall. With, like, Kieran staring (laughs) into the camera in that scene. Like, when he's watching Lissa from, like, the shadows, I'm like, damn. 
<laughs> this is coming through. <laughs> I'm like, oh get the CC with the behind the scenes content. But I was and like, I when I was rewatching, I was like watching specifically for when that shot was used. And I was like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There it is. <laughs> oh my God. But Ben, during the actual ceremony, wait. First of all, yeah, tell me. Okay, tell wait. Me. Phone, okay, think? I think this. I think this. Com- I think I have this note like twice, but uh, I just think Alyssa is just so. Just I don't. I wrote down baby girl. All I wrote down was baby. I almost said she's so baby. I was gonna <laughs> say she's so baby girl. <laughs> she is. But it's like she she's just like this. Like you know, she doesn't. She's kind of just floating and just like leaning on other people in this episode. And I'm just very excited to watch her journey throughout the rest of the show to get that strength and maturity and like stand on her own. Because like there's this thread through all throughout episode two where like other people are like doing things for her, like Rose and then Dimitri and Christian and Victor. Like all these people are like doing these things for her. So it's gonna be nice but, to see her she journey. Steps up. She steps up. She steps up at the very the very end. Yeah, when she helps get Rose back. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll yeah, talk about that later. We'll talk about yeah, but it's it's really nice, and also I kind of love like because you have the ceremony, and I love that we got to hear some of the commentary from the crowd, and they're like, "She's really milking no, it." No, yeah. she's not. And like, <laughs> something's not right. These two girls struggling with this. <laughs> if I could be any background extra, I would love to be in that scene. Just like mm-hmm. some really random dramatic line. Yeah, he'd be like, "No, she's baby, okay." <laughs> just sing that. Be like, "She's just a little guy." <laughs> Have some sympathy. My background, my extra, I'd be in the crowd and be like, "That collar, get it, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Your honor, she's slaying. I think no. it's hilarious because you can see her slowly losing her mind over the fact that yeah. it's not working, and she has no, no backup plan. And then the fire appears, and she's like, "Oh my god, they did." Okay, that yeah. scene is so hot mm-hmm. and iconic. Like that slow pan it is up hot and like Christian with fire. like his fire and it dissipates and I'm Christian's like face. I was like, I was sir, please light me on fire because you already are. Well, but so, Christian, okay, so. I like how Christian just didn't even try to hide that he was there. <laughs> he's literally yeah. right there, like. Okay. No, like, he has the flame. He's like, he's like, no, he's, he's guys. He's like, she needs to see that this was me. She needs to know that, like, I was just standing right there. All credit. He's, he's like, like, she has to see me. He's expecting like, a, oh my god, thank you so much. Let me give me a little kiss. Yeah. And this, she's like, how dare you? <laughs> but also, like, how dare you? But what else was he supposed to do? Like, just yes. let you be like shy. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let her get punished. No kidding. No. I just can't wait until later, like when she actually is queen and people are like waiting for her to whip out like this fire magic. And they're like, exactly. come on. Like, and that's, show, show and what that got. is what her male wife is for. He'll always be lurking yeah, in the Christian, background. Yeah. I don't know if I think it's going to be in the background. He's going to be standing right next to her, being like, and he's like, listen, you did it. And then everyone's gonna be like, "What the what the hell is going on?" And he's gonna be like, "How dare you doubt your queen?" This is not even movie. Dungeons. And like he has gaslighting the whole Dominion. He's like, "Yeah, it was her." Like he's like, "Clap!" She just she just did that. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, but like mansplain, manipulate, male wife. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But also, like Ben, it's I think is Dimitri. I don't know how much Dimitri is aware of because then they talk about the tribunal, and he he, like he understands that Rose protects Lisa, and but Rose also needs to be protected, and Lisa could help. And I think this is like the first kind of slight 
edge where he gets to okay maybe the way we usually do things needs to be twisted just a little for rose like just i have two things okay. one we didn't mention you're nothing but magic um and i don't want to that made me crazy people want to. but okay it's my it's my duty as the number one christian ozera bully to bring up every single stupid line he says because good for him and second, the conversation between Dimitri and Alyssa, it's kind of cute because she's like trying to, um, what'd she say? She wants him to, ha- like, she wants him to have a little more fun. And then he's yeah. like, okay, he's like loosening up a little bit and realizing that like, yeah, Rose and Alyssa need each other. But of course, I bet in his mind, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this for Alyssa because Lisa. that's my Moroi. But like, really, he's doing <laughs> it because- <laughs> Yeah, he's really doing Wait, it for Rose, but he's that justified the conversation where it. he's like talking, where he, she's like, I know you were there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because Pulling that's so out. funny to me where Rose is like, yeah, he's gone. And she's like, well, I don't think he he's gone. she's like okay listen you can live in your fantasy rose like okay exactly yeah yeah yeah. she definitely like she she proves that she's very attentive and that she she's smart and she notices things and she takes notes yeah though also i like that he's like the one person like that doesn't like keep her in the dark like he like he's like the person that finally is like here's what's been going on because nobody's telling you anything oh yeah well to be fair i don't think i've seen like in the first episodes, like, Lissa is not very close to other, like, Dampiers. I know, but Correct. just in general, like, the people in charge and stuff, just, like, she's supposed oh. to be queen, but they don't tell her anything. Well, yeah, even Victor. Yeah. Even Victor and stuff. Plus, yeah. I think this that's is, true. like, the first stone of the edifice that leads to I trust him implicitly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, yes, he, I trust him and say he protects me, but also he he will give me the truth. Exactly. He's a exactly. real one. Yeah. He's a real one. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's a real like, one. He takes her <laughs> Bite or die. He treats her for Lisa and not for Moroi. Like he, he, to to him, she's just she's not just another. And Moroi. that is that on Rose and Dimitri being amazing guardians because yeah. they yeah. know how to. Yeah, they're absolutely you know perfect. He's sexy. <laughs> we get an iconic location. Uh, a location that mm-hmm. will hold the bar. it's it's your turn the bar to shine. Bar. Yes. The bar scene. Moving forward, I would like to um, affectionately rename this location BLB, the uh-huh. Bylighting Bar, because every so single cool. time and it's a holy ground. They're in this, uh, it's it's sacred. It is sacred. holy. It was made it is for us. Holy and sacred. Yes. This is one of the the best, most frequently used clips in any Romitri edit anywhere. Comes from him catching her falling off the bar. And I am so pissed and angry that he chose this location to flirt with Tatiana, the xenophobic monster, for the very first time. How dare he ruin the sacred vibes of the BLB with that? The, the, big, the biggest sin he ever committed was that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The biggest sin Dimitri ever committed was flirting with Tatiana in the BLB. Exactly. But technically, because it wasn't in the episode, yeah. you can But it's forget. because it was you know? Tatiana. Like, like, it's just... You know? just... We can move past it and talk about Rose and Dimitri and him catching yeah. her. But first, first, there's, like, to there's, me... First, there's Rose and the M&Ms. Yes, there's Rose and yeah. the M&Ms. <laughs> and good news, I love them. Uh, I love that, like, we were talking about, like, there's no grudges and stuff, and I love that they immediately, she's like, okay, well, I'll buy you a drink to me, and, and this is that, like, we leave, even though Mare has a broken arm. What like, were they, what, oh, I was gonna say, what are they talking about? Because I wrote down Mare, once again, being the only one with common sense. Well, 
Well, because like Mason is like, I'll live with you, and Mary's like, please. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> foreshadowing foreshadowing it was very it was very foreshadowing he's like i'll leave yeah. it i was like we watched this and i was like oh oh watching, mm. watching this scene now i feel like also this is not relevant but she looks so bloody cute in her gray sweater man but besides that uh like i kind of i'm reminded of the fact that originally she's supposed to be the bartender mm. and there was a scene where she meets mia and mason and rose are also hanging out at the bar so I have his head cannon, but this is like sort of their place. So I love whenever. Is that the the cut the cut scene with Mia? It is. It is. And like yeah. she was the bartender, and she was making a drink for Mia. And like that's so un- we need that like whatever it takes, we need that scene. Like we will get we that scene. <laughs> and then Mason and Rose too. And this is when Rose and Mason and Mia also interact for the first time. Okay. So like it would have been really really. No, cool. But I really do love that scene because Mason. Okay, so it's Mason and Rose, and they're in a re- kind of in a relationship, right? They're He's not really. Sweet child. But they're like on top of the bar and they're just dancing and living life. And this guy is like looking at Rose and she's falling. And he's like, I'm not going to catch her. But he's also like too drunk, I think, to catch her. And then there's a callback in F8 where he actually doesn't catch her. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> like, Dimitri like, runs up because he's at the, at the back of the bar. He's at the back of the bar. He comes up, runs up, catches her. And he's shocked. And I was like, why are you shocked that you you ran up there to catch her? And then number two, Mason is shocked. Well, I think he was just paying his bill. He was, yeah, he was paying his bill. He was, was he really? Was that what bill. it was? I literally, he, he I literally up. thought he was just standing there and waiting. No, no, he's paying. He's paying his drinks. <laughs> no, he was paying his I bill. I thought he ran up. I was like, like, oh, he's going to He's catch paying it. to leave. And then he turns around and like looks at Rose for a second. Right before he turns around, she falls and he catches oh, her. Yeah, okay. Well, he did so it on purpose then. It wasn't a premeditated catching. Wait, is this the first time we see the duster? Yeah, yeah, this so. is why we have the duster when they walk back. Mm-hmm. When he it's walks the back, first yeah, time we I see the duster. So. It's the it duster is. and the knee-high boots combo that had me on my fucking knees. Yeah, I was more on my knees about the 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 boot. Wait, was he wearing the duster when he was when he when he caught he her? Carried her back. Yeah, he really? Yeah. My guy, why am I blind? The duster and the knee, the boots buckled up to his knees. No, he was wearing that in the bar. It's even in my notes, I have duster. Yeah, when he's carrying her back. He puts on his coat to leave, you know, like the hoodies peeking oh, over okay. the duster. He looks fine. And then he catches <laughs> her and they're like walking through and I saw the boots and I'm like, this is a fit? This so, is a fit. So like he didn't like, he was like walking the whole day because like he's just walking with her the whole time. <laughs> and like the light has changed. It's, let me, no. No, it was, it was, it was day with It was day already. That's their yeah. midnight. Yeah. yeah, I forgot that was yeah. a second. I was like, just thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute, it's switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been carrying her for 16 hours. <laughs> we have this, this really princess vibes thing where he's carrying her like a princess. And then mm-hmm. we get Lisa and Christian being like, I don't need a man, neither do I. Iconic, <laughs> iconic, iconic. Wait, the I don't need a man, Ah, oh, neither do I. Wait, I cannot believe we skipped over the Drago Zero kiss to talk about the bar. You know what? Yeah, like this was before the drive. No, because it's because so the bar scene happened, and then it cuts to Lissa being politician vibes. Yeah, and then she oh, goes yeah, and then it cuts back, and then we go back to the bar. Yeah, yeah. So, so it makes suicide. sense. To, it makes them makes uh, sense to discuss them separately. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah. Dragazera kissing, and then them being like, "I don't need him." Also, when he like brings her, and she's like, "You don't want to see me. You don't want people to see me with you." And I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> you're so dramatic." We'll, on. we'll pass that. <laughs> that was the most that was the most book christian he had been to that yes point. he was so, so emo he was so i emo. love it so much and like 
the entire time they're staring at each other's lips the entire conversation and i'm like guys like it's just a bad idea yeah just just do it you know like that meme that goes kiss now exactly (laughs) and their their kiss was so satisfying it was so satisfying Mm -hmm. my god um no but i just really like that it's just so funny to me that they're like arguing and then kissing and then i'm like guys you met yesterday you know it's been a week (laughs) it has been a week it's been two days no it's it's been a week (laughs) no no it's been two days no, when I, I, Lisa... I have the chronology on, and it's it's like two or three days by uh, two, and by it's a week a bit later. And oh, it's really good for Lisa them. Before the before the ceremony, she's like, "How have you been this week?" So we're impressed that it's been a little bit longer uh, than that. Before that, she's like, "You need to be ready for the ceremony tomorrow on the day where she's announced heir or something." Like I have notes about it somewhere, not on this computer, but I do have notes. And uh, yeah, but like maybe he's just, at, maybe at, she's saying like at the, like, the general week. At the specialization ceremony, she does ask that. Like, she asks, How have you been this week? So, I'm that it's been more than a few days since yeah. they last saw each other. So, so not confused. only have they only met a week ago, but they've only seen each other once. Eventually. <laughs> that, that I won't argue with that, but I think it's been a little bit more than just two days. Good for them. Good for them. As somebody who forms very intense relationships with people very quickly, and who ships off together. I support it. I support, <laughs> I support what's going on. That's so funny because yesterday I was hanging out with my friends and we were like, we've known each other for like four years and we were like, we don't actually talk, do we? <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny how I'm the opposite of Dragos there. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't make friends. I don't that have I don't fall in love. I was like, I don't fall in love with people like that fast, but they did. You know, so good on I them. I mean, good on them. I was about to go into a TMI, but I won't. <laughs> Wait, wait, I have do wait. If, it, do, do it, do it, do it, do it. You guys do not want to know about my very messy, messy life. Anyway, I really, 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 no, I am. We could do it after. Insane. We do it. I am. We could insane. do it after hours just for the podcast. After our podcast, if we're gonna, if we're going to move on from Dragazira, I have one last thing to say, and is even if the first two episodes feel kind of rushed and their development are very fast dragged, I think it makes sense for the story that they wanted to tell with them for the rest of the season so i think yeah. it was needed for them to be at this point in the relationship at this point in the story so i, I do agree. yeah so it's like even if there's some <laughs> issues with like the initial setup of them i think like from this point i feel like it make it it makes more sense with like the push and pull they have going on for the rest of the season so every show needs that cliche i love cliches <laughs> they're not about intensity and passion like exactly toughness and Insta love and puppy love and all that. So I yeah. Mean, so on, I love how you're saying puppy love when I'm just like resident depressed bitch. Where I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I think Dragazira is for the depressed theater kids. Where like it's really well, intense I'm a depressed and dramatic. Theater kid and and you just don't get it. You're not operating on the same frequency as me. Okay. Like I'm just built different. Um, no I one get gets it. no one gets them like I do. <laughs> I get it. But yeah. Puppy love and all talking about all that and about like really quick uh, development. We get back to Sonia where Mikael is like, this time I will make it clear. Like she does not get it, but I will leave with a date or I will not leave this library. Sonia's so like, cute. She's just she's like, adorable. I didn't catch that she didn't catch on because it's so funny to be like until like that last scene. But the first scene where she's smelling his cologne and I was like, obviously she likes him. Like I don't yeah, understand okay. how. And then she later on is like, wait, you want to date me? And I'm like, you smelled his cologne and he 
You gave him a big old sniff. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that I'm just Sonia's just the resident weirdo, and I love that part. Like to her, that's just normal. She's like, "You smell yeah. funny. You have an aura. I'm just gonna say what I see." When no, I smell. Mikhail comes for a book, and Sonia's like, and also like she's been keeping secrets spirit for like forever, and then mm. immediately she's like, "Mikael, I'm gonna show you about this. Like, I need you yeah. to see." What's no, but is? she's so she's so smart though, because you see like you see Mia's smartness like early on, right? With like her organizing, but Sonia was really smart with the Strogoi thing, and she's like, they're planning something, and this is how. And then Michael's yeah. like, oh, this that's so funny because that's where he like loses it. Like everything else is fine, and then she's like, the Strogoi are coming for us, and he's like, okay, hold up, um, I like you. I reached my limits. This is my threshold. <laughs> Like, uh, are. I do have a note <laughs> yeah. about like them talking about the Strigoi, and I'm like, my guy, it's the it's the second episode, and people already realize the Strigoi are planning things, and it's like nothing happens about it for the entire show because no one cares to like because it's not their well, problem. Things are happening, but they're not doing the right the right. They're things, not doing anything you know? about it because it's like we can't make this a big deal because it will scare the royals, so we have to keep it on the low. I was just imagining Strogoi, Sonia, and Mikhail just killing it because they're so smart about Strogoi things. And I was like, just thinking like them just being like, yeah, we know, like, because they, I feel like, like all of their ins and outs, like, even if like Tatiana at the end, she's the one that makes the plans, I feel like Sonia's really like on it. Like, she could have helped with the Strogoi. I've been like, I know like all these things because I've been paying attention to all of you. Like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary. That was the theory. Also, I do think that's just a theory, a game theory. A, I do think it's interesting theory. the way they set up the whole thing with the Strigoi for both Sonia and Mikhail, considering yeah. that both of them end up becoming Strigoi yeah. later on. I know. And like the, 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 the two of them talking about it and like catching onto it first. And then it's like a tragic story for them. Yeah, it's, tra- yeah. Yeah, it's the tragedy of it all. They saw it coming and nobody would. It's like the Titanic. We are screaming iceberg and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> yeah. So we are thinking like. It's just... I mean, they weren't even screaming iceberg. They were just talking amongst themselves. It's not. They, didn't, <laughs> like, they, they never did you see the iceberg. Do you see it? Well, they're like, yeah. Well, no, they do scream iceberg later in the show. When they're, they're, they're just they're just people eating their lunch and they're like, oh look at that iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> because when we do bring it up, we do bring it up. I feel after. No, I know. I'm just being yeah. funny. <laughs> So so yeah, but but then we do get another. Is this the second time we get fucking Dimitri in the same episode? Yeah, yeah we get it twice this episode mm-hmm. because I I have yeah. a little tally going on my notebook. For okay, it. because we did get <laughs> that. Yeah, uh, because she's like, like Dimitri carried you here, whatever. Or, yeah, like who told you? Like, oh, like, Dimitri told me. Fucking Dimitri exactly. carried you here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love how Lissa just ships them so much already. Yes, yeah, like. He's Romitri stand number one. Like, exactly. Who's the like, bigger stand, Alberta or Lissa? Lissa. Because she catched on, like, the first episode. She's like, he's kind of cute, right? Wink, wink. They need, yeah. to have a Ro- they need to have a Romitri off where they do Romitri trivia. <laughs> no. It would be very cute. Plus, uh, I think this is also the moment when they talk about, like, the fact Their that bond. Realize, but the bond yeah. is coming through the mm-hmm. dreams <laughs> as well. Yeah, I passed out because of kissing. Mason? Yeah. Yeah. Christian fucking Ozera? Oh, no, she was so... I thought that second where she goes, what? And she's so offended. She's like, Christian... Like, imagine Christian, like, two-time bigger with Rose. Lissa's face, though, was so funny. Yeah. What? She's what? Like, and then I'm like, that's what... I just like how that's what triggered... Like, that's when they were like, we gotta figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like, she was just like, oh, you, you see inside my head? That's like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> 
You saw me do who now? She's like, yeah. we gotta, we gotta not. Just gotta wait till you guys go further than kissing. Like, poor Rose. <laughs> oh my god. Also, gosh, I Rose. find it odd that Rose could see that they were kissing, but then Dragos there are fucks, and all <laughs> Rose gets is the darkness from it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I wonder what that's symbolism for. <laughs> god, we need okay, it's so traumatic. Like, when I was reading the books, I'm like, it's so traumatic. Like it's funny to read like Rose being in their head where they're doing it. But like I kind of want to see that in the show because it's so funny. It's just well, they already did it and she wasn't in there, you know? I know. They, they can do it again for me. Movies. I'm just thinking of all the times like Lissa and Rose were bonded in the movie, and you have like Zoe fucking talking to herself in the corner. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? Lissa, what are you doing? Oh, you know Sarah? Yeah. I'm like, please be serious. Please be so serious. And she was like, it was like the middle of the training grounds, and she's like, not even like away from everyone else. She's just standing. Oh my god. Uh, poor Rose. Yeah. yeah, poor Rose. It is it is like she she goes through it. But also because yeah. of me I see it and it was so exciting. Wait guys, I'm okay, I'm wait, wait, before you get into like the mushy gushy fails, um I have a note and it says that um what does it say? I said I said sorry, but the way Mayor appears in the um shot is very it's giving very slasher esque vibes. <laughs> <laughs> but also she does have the light behind her and stuff and she, oh, just, yeah. she slides in with that smile on her, her with her cast with her cast she's I know like, she's so beautiful with the cast with the gray sweater oh, God. how did she <laughs> break her arm Rose Rose, Rose Hathaway broken. Rose Hathaway Rose. had a bad day oh right hey, Rose Hathaway is a fucking menace but also this scene there's, there's many things I have to talk about in this scene there's Mamiya. There is the theory that, like, this started my theories the second she says, I prefer to fight with words. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, okay, she's gonna get into politics and on the console, and she's a rebel. And this started all my theories. Also, there's Mia that says, I know, which I think might have been a callback to the scene that was supposed to be in Ep 1 where they met, mm-hmm. and she'd be like, oh, yeah, I know, you. I know, I remember. But oh. the first thing I want to mention. By far not the most important. But Mason is fucking asleep on the couch in the back. I didn't even notice. And I knew <laughs> and that was going to happen. According to Rian on Twitter, Drew actually fell asleep. She actually fell asleep. I know she said that. That's like, so funny. Just... And he's just there. And I'm like, you are. Like, you are a witness to the most iconic, most... He's not, he's asleep, he's not a witness. Best relationship, and you're sleeping through it. Tag yourself, I'm Mason, just sleeping through all the important events. He wasn't sleeping, he was pretending to be asleep just so he could witness that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna use it as, like, ammo to make fun of Meredith later. He's gonna, or maybe he wants to, like, wingman her. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, so yeah, the I know thing I saw Peyton reacting to this, I was wondering if it was it. Like, was it that maybe, like, they kept it from episode one and it would have been like, I, I know I remember from the bar, or is it that she just pays attention because she's Mia? And, uh, and, oh. and, and, <laughs> and I, I know Charlie had questions about that too. When yeah, Charlie emailed us about this scene um, and how, like, Mia says, I know, like, how, where did that come from? And yeah, that's why I was like, oh, earlier, because I f- totally forgot. That, that scene in the bar was cut from episode one, so they would have yeah. already met. Yeah. So, like, they've mm-hmm. met and we just haven't seen it. it so, yeah, Charlie mentioned yeah. it, and I think it could be it could be that. Either it's that, and it's, I know from the bar, like, maybe they didn't 
like the way I picture the bar scene, I don't think they necessarily exchange names. It's more like Mia's coming and they're. Oh, yeah. they, Drew said on the Zoom they were flirty. So, like, maybe Mia and Mia are being a bit flirty as Mia serves, serves her a drink, but oh. like, they don't necessarily tell and each then, other's names. And then maybe they don't give each other names, but then, like, Mia like tries to like look it up and like, figure, out who figure out who Mia is. is. And so then when Meredith finally introduced herself, Mia's like, Yeah, I know. I, I like I looked into you, Katie Pye. Yeah. That's canon. That's canon now. Yeah, that's what happened. Like I was in the writers' room and I mm. ate the papers, which is why it wasn't in the show. <laughs> you were like, I'm saving this for the pod in the future couple couple months. Exactly. Next year. So enjoy the juicy gossip I gave you guys. <laughs> and yeah, it's just uh, I thought that was interesting, like to see you see some places where a scene was cut and I don't know if you decided to adapt it for that or if it was changed a little bit tweaked so it would work but all the same I, it's a really sh- short exchange but I really like it and I also love the way like Mia's face when she says I know yeah. I see I wasn't focused on anything because the way she says it just makes me melt because her voice I know. <laughs> is so hot it's so, so sexy can I discuss the plot hole of this no scene? <laughs> <laughs> the plot hole of this scene. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like Theo just made me think of what Rian looks like in the sunlight. So right now, I'm <laughs> like, oh yes, so yes, the shades. If we mentioned the it, plot the plot hole. Okay, yeah, what's a plot, plot hole? Theo, be serious. This is serious. Like, I'm how never do they serious. They burn through the goddamn windows. Yeah. Okay. So Meredith is lying there, and she's like all curled up in the corner while Mason is dead asleep. Like, trying to get away from the sunlight, and that's when Slasher Meredith comes into the frame <laughs> to block the sun. And has to go close the shades because Mia's being burned through the window. Flash forward to episode 10, when Lissa is just ch- big chilling in the car. I know. Cars have windows, and it's sunny out, and there's no problem. Cars have but windows? also, that goddamn umbrella. Those flimsy, flimsy umbrellas. There's just so many bottles. We talked about this in the other podcast, too. Yeah, because got, of the my guy. I told you, it's an enchanted umbrella, and it's tinted windows. No, but you know what I think happened? What I think happened? This is my headcanon, and it's, it's very serious. Okay. I think Judy forgot she was writing Vampire Academy, and she pictured herself with a daylight ring, having been forgotten, and a vampire having to swoosh to the other side of the room to be in the, in the shade, and then it was too late. It was in the scenario, and she couldn't change it. It's the only explanation, because it's literally yeah. like in Vampire Diaries, and then it's never brought up again. Like, they mm-hmm. just have a little umbrella during F10. I mean, come on. I like the umbrellas. It makes it look wait, so classy. Wait, I actually have a question about this. The scene, not about the lights, but about... Is Mer- so was Mia and, J- and Mia and Mason in the same room together? He was just asleep? Yeah, yeah, he's asleep. Yeah. So we, on the couch, yeah. Did those two just hang out and he was just asleep? Like I was just imagining Mia just sitting there and then like Mason's asleep and she's like That'd be really funny if like she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna sit next to the sleeping person while I wait for Lissa to finish talking to Rose. <laughs> yeah. He's also sleeping on the couch that he told Liz- that he told Rose was made uncomfortable on purpose. So like man, if it's oh my God. Bed, he was tired, like, I think. That's so he funny. Was hungover. It discourages <laughs> laziness. He was sitting there. He is he's so mentally ex- and emotionally exhausted after watching Dimitri carry off Rose and Spinelli. I just imagine like we can't see him because Dimitri's big broad body is okay. blocking Mason. <laughs> but Mason's just like walking behind him with his head down, like trudging behind them, like, damn, my girl's gone. I gotta follow. And then he just falls asleep on the couch because he's like crying. <laughs> 
This he, was probably, he was probably also like, kicked out by Lisa from like the actual bedroom areas because like they all share like all the bedroom all the beds are together and oh like god. she wants to talk to Rose when she wakes up so it's like no everyone out of here no my god Rose is asleep on her bed and Mace is crying in the bed next to her <laughs> maybe he knew that Mia would have to maybe like there was a thing where everything aligned so Mare would be with Mia in the room and he was like I'm gonna make sure everything goes Playing to fine and nobody leaves because yeah. like what is, is Mare just hanging out with her bestie asleep on the couch. <laughs> she came there well, for she, for Mia. She she saw Mia come in, so she had she had to hide really quick. She's like, okay, gonna make a really cool entrance. Let me just pose in front of this sunlight. She's coming. No, she go brush no, my hair. Hold on. She she saw Mia coming, so she opened the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> just but to prove you, I, I will bring this back up, but I had. On Remitriland, I had a meltdown over Rian's hair because I was like, it makes no fucking sense. The length of it just keeps changing. It's never the same. The bushiness of it changes. And like in this scene, it looks very similar to the hair she has now where she has cut it a bit. And then it turns out they put extensions uh, to make her hair longer and bigger. And it is so inconsistent from episode to episode. I haven't even noticed. Like, look at it next time. Specifically, okay. look between five and six. Her hair is like five inches longer, much thicker. It's you, you're like, what the fuck? And That's I so funny. And I just lost my mind. I had like steel comparisons on my computer trying to figure out how much time could have happened, but this happened. But no, it's just like. So you noticed her hair length. I noticed when Kieran got a haircut in the middle of filming. <laughs> In the next episode, his hair was so much more, like, put together and less slut-strandy, and it was, like, shorter. <laughs> See, okay, speaking of hair, I was, like, going crazy one night because I was re-watching, like, Christian scenes, and I'm like, did Andre's hair change, or did it just get messier over the course of yeah. the show? It, like, grew. It got longer. Yeah, it looked so like it got longer. It got longer, Mia's and then it got more so emo messiness, longer. and I was like, yes, King, you're so hot right now. But I so. hope they stay with the long emo messiness. Well. Me too. Me Why too. did I imagine like Christian? The more he's meet, like talking to Lisa, the more he's like, I gotta make my hair more emo. <laughs> yeah, he's like, every time they break up, he's like, I got, I'm just so sad. Like he just so sad. All around me are familiar. No, he's get, he's getting ready to feed on Diane, and he's like, okay, gotta gotta get my bangs down so she knows I'm Diane sad. Diane is like, this is how you do it, you know? She's like, she's like, yeah, he noticed yeah, Lisa was staring at the slut strand. It was like, I need one or seventeen. Oh, okay. <laughs> But also, like, considering, talking about consistency, and not about her this time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about consistency, Mare's arm is properly broken in this, and then in free, she is full, she is, like, fully back to normal. I know Dampier healed quickly, but damn, that's I quick. mean, it could have but... been, like, a little time jumpy, jumpy. No, there's, like, even no, 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 it. because the, the attack happens at the end of the day. Oh, so yeah. It's the next day. Duh. Wait. Was it a bro like an actual broken arm or was it like a sprain or something? I don't know, but still, it's pretty quick. But You're she like does mention it. She says it gets me out of training for a few days. Yeah, she she's back on the strategy session, but she doesn't have half thing anymore. I don't think. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe she like it's the little cast or the one. Well, no, that's the same thing. Huh? She's right at the special. Yeah. yeah, she's just built like that. She's just. <laughs> she's just the best always okay so she'll also be the best at healing the fastest <laughs> exactly see she has to heal the fastest because she's always getting hurt in this show she is and like my yeah. heart my heart won't do it like it's just but it's also funny she's gonna heal the fastest and then Liz is like do you want me to heal you she's like no i got it i'm good 
I'm good. I love <laughs> Meredith as a character, and then I really enjoy Rian as a person. Like she seems genuinely kind and funny. So anytime she is hurt on the show, I was like, no, you are one of the few characters. I don't know if you're gonna survive. Like it's just so scary. you're so funny because whenever my favorite characters get hurt or they cry i'm like yes feed it to me <laughs> i love it i love watching you in pain no because i'm so i'm because i laugh at whenever they get in pain i'm like wow you guys got caught like that That's i'm like so injected sad. into my veins i love when you cry no but i love inks but the fact that she's one of the few ones and also i think it's why i hang on to mamiya so much besides the fact that they're beautiful and lovely and amazing and just have the best chemistry but like I think it's also because they're mysterious. Like we we don't know because we don't know what's gonna happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that kind of mm-hmm. plays true. nothing. That's what's gonna happen to them. Nothing. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, they're gonna be fine and live happily ever after. Just like all girls who release out, who uh, well, all of this shit is happening. Are still talking about the bond, and they're like gonna have to figure it out. Oh right, the bond. So it's mad a thing. about Christian. Mm-hmm. So I'm mad about Christian. They're like, why did you kiss him? And she's like, you kissed him, and I was like, it's just so funny. Yeah. I was gonna. I re- I said this scene is so funny. They have such good back and forth together. Like their chemistry is really great. They have yeah. really great, great chemistry. Yeah. Imagine, imagine telling Christian, "Hey, my best friend was there too when we kissed her." <laughs> but she does. She tells him later. She she's does? like, "Well, there's stuff going on," and like <laughs> she kind of tries to tell him. He's like, "Wow, that's kind of fun. That's kind of cool. <laughs> tell me more." <laughs> Christian, Christian, voyeurism era. Exactly. He's like, yeah, bring that on. I bet he's into all that freaky stuff. But it is like, uh, this is all like very cute and fluffy. And then it is kind of, again, I don't like time, you know, because like it's all Mike <laughs> and Sunny and Mia's getting burnt. And then Jesse's being a dick and a dick. Yeah. Dick yeah. The- but it's still talking and we're all freaky. <laughs> he is. I've made tweets about it before. I know he is. Like, do you think he's like kissing less than halfway? He's like, hi, Rose. <laughs> like, Rose, I know you I know you see me right now. Rose, I know you're listening. Could you please go get me some brownies? I'm hungry. Thanks. He said, hi, I Rose. I just have the most unhinged thought. I can't say it. Please. Please, Faye. Say it. It's, it will be on brand. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, everyone knows how Dimitri likes to slip in the tongue. Oh, so I just oh. imagine, like, like Christian has seen, like, Dimitri and Rose make out, yeah. and in the middle of, like, kissing Lissa, he just, like, slips his tongue in there, and he goes, that one's for you, Rose. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. oh that's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Hey, Cass, if you're listening to this right now, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can picture him like trying to like get stuff from Rose, like get her to bring food and water and stuff to him because God. I love how you you and Peyton and Lena and like two opposite ends of the spectrum of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna get me some like Rose, give me some water, and you're like, hey, Hey, girl. (laughs) I know what you like. (laughs) What you like? Lena's like water, please, and I'm like, eh. Lena is hydration and Peyton is first. You You guys are thirsty in different ways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm encouraging hydration and Peyton and and encouraging first. We complement each other really well. It's just no. But do you think he asks Rose like who's a better kisser? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) 
god. Maybe so he has his couple tips. Maybe he has a couple tips. Like, did she like that? Oh, Imagine while the girls while the girls are on the run when Christian and Demetra are hanging out and Christian's like, yeah, well, did Rose ever pass out from kissing you? Did Rose ever pass out, fall off a bar? So <laughs> Christian just starts making stuff up. Like, yeah, she told me that. Like, when the she told me she her. was faking. Like, yeah. She said, "Me and you, we both kissed Rose." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, Rosa, Rose was both was kissed by both of us. We exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh but my God. Anyways, um, we're talking about an episode right now. Are we? Yeah, but also, still, this scene does bring me back to the chapter in the book where uh, she's woken up by yes. the, by the other two having sex. The most she's... iconic opening of a, any book ever. Yes. But so yes, then we do have Jesse being a douche ass in his car at the gate and being an idiot and okay, the first time but I was I was so mad about that scene. Like under I do understand that the Moroi come first. Like I understand that he's uh he he does outrank you. But there's nobody ever gonna question if they're like I would be like, Where's the papers? Like I'll be like, Give me the papers and then you can go. But then there the guardian's like, Okay, you can go. But like he recognizes him because he's a huge like somebody who's usually coming in and out. It also mm-hmm. shows again the car, which will come back a lot because <laughs> yes, I love that he's car. the designated driver. Yes. Yes. I'd like to shout out Lou on Twitter who today made an extremely funny comparison and said that Jesse was basically Fred with the Scooby Doo oh car bus oh thing and just having to carry kids around. Some and deranged like, version of the Scooby King. Yeah, it's just like I feel that's very true. But I really like also, this scene for me really drove home how often they're bloody attacked by Strigoi because by now on episode two, this happened like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. But I liked having Jesse around. He's much more present than in the books, and I was happy. Are we are we gonna um talk about Jesse's weird thing with the Strigoi? Are we gonna talk about that wall climbing? Well, <laughs> let's talk about oh. it. Let's talk about how Jesse's obsessed with the Strigoi. Like the man was just watching. I'm just thinking of Jada's tweet. He was he was taking yeah, notes. He had his notebook one. out and he was like, "What are they doing?" <laughs> you the one. You guys don't know Jada's Kermit the Frog tweet about. Yeah, Jada I've seen it. It is excellent. He it's also, I, I feel like he would have a self-insert fanfic of him with those three boys <laughs> I, I, okay i made a tweet that was like that's my favorite shit to, to make it really cursed he has self-insert fan fiction with christian Strigoi parents he does. oh i'm dead i'm dead i'm taking myself out of the equation oh but poor jesse and then so that's how he bullies good. christian he slides his his like 130k smut under his door <laughs> I'm so red from laughing, guys. I caught like my eyes are crying. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> no, but it's like I'm your, I'm your, your new foster now. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. But also, then the climbing of the gate is okay. kind of hilarious. And, oh like, my god, okay. it's a huge turn off. I'm sure for Jesse. Back to, back to the it's '90s vibes. Yeah. yeah. This is like, oh, they do that. Never mind. You know what? They jump. They walk like that on the walls. They're just silly. They're just like goofy little guys. They're going. But like in all seriousness, did we? I didn't think that when I first watched it. Obviously, I did not. I thought they were attacking the school, uh, the Dominion or whatever, and not Saint Jude. It's yeah. It's still it's still unclear. Like even like even watching it with like attacking Saint Jude. They they attack the next episode. They're talking about how they attack Saint Jude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying the way it's filmed, it's like wasn't like entirely clear. Even if we know now. Like, I didn't have that thought because of the shot of the courtyard. 
Like the cool I... shop where they're getting attacked is completely different from the ones. Lena, I don't pay attention to that stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> so... I saw that. Wait, no, I saw that. Oh so, God. Yeah. <laughs> so For listeners, we're, wait, we're having Jada scare me. Screen. No, Lena, describe exactly what the photo is. <laughs> I, I called, I called Steve. <laughs> well, can you send it to me and then I shall describe it? No, people who are listening can Google this tweet. They can find this tweet. Okay. That'll be our little project. Okay, little homework. okay so to explain, no, don't explain it. Let them find it. Let them find Maybe, it as like no, homework. No, no. Don't, don't talk about it. When we um, tweet about this episode, I'll quote tweet this tweet from Jada and I'll be like, I'll give the time stamp. No, you know, you could do it as a yeah. context without spoilers, but to, to get back on track, <laughs> uh, to get, yeah, the Finnish movie attack, which I thought um, was really cool, and I was really happy all four episodes were out and I could get straight into it. Yeah, we had the drama, the fighting. I'm very much looking forward to talking about episode three. But uh, since uh, we've talked a lot, extensively i wanted to go a bit about about a few things we didn't really mention for example i loved it was two it was two first episodes something that really stuck with me was the music and the lighting Mm -hmm. like the locations are amazingly lit and i thought it was Mm -hmm. very very well done yeah this show is really gorgeous such a bop it's so the show is so like when i was i was not expecting the show to be like so like beautiful like like the shots and like the location and I watched interviews where they talk about like, oh yeah, we filmed in Spain, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And but seeing it, like seeing the castle and everything, I think yeah. that's so like, and it really yeah. sets it really sets the tone of what the political side of it. Yeah, it makes me feel rich. It makes me feel bougie. It feels great. It does. Yeah, and like I was gonna say that like on the one hand, I do miss like cable television having like a lot more room to like really go into like filler and exploring characters. But I do mm-hmm. appreciate that like with streaming we get like that higher production value so we get a really gorgeous show because they really were practical with where they put their money um it is beautiful. like we make fun of how the Strigoi look but it's like yes i feel I'd like they put, the they, they put their money into like what was most important and it looks yeah. really great yeah yeah and there's some there's some scene like just generally i find the locations to be absolutely beautiful and exactly forward to next summer when we like a few of us are going to check them out and I think like it's really nice that it's going to bring tourism to the area because it's clearly gorgeous and I knew nothing of it um so they are absolutely beautiful and I do like that they play a lot with the light since a lot of it is at night I thought that was really really cool and it gives a really interesting vibe but then there are some shots that I just find gorgeous like uh, the girls in the bike on the bike in the woods I just love that shot Lissa climbing out of the car really good shot I love that one as well (laughs) <laughs> a, lot, a lot of really good really good shots also the they they um they built the set that's the um blb <laughs> yeah within the castle yeah 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 for yeah. the, Mori, for the yeah, like yeah. the moro dorms and the barracks are within the castle yeah yeah i remember that i had like the most like the weirdest most random experience watching the show because sometimes when they were doing like shots outside and you could see like things so like to me like sceneries in the US where I am now and and Spain look so different and the most bizarre thing that happened to me was in one of the episodes they were shooting outside I'm pretty sure it was the last episode actually and you could see it's the most like random thing the traffic signs in Spain are completely different from the ones in the US and I was like feeling so homesick and I'm like oh that looks so cool oh my god I didn't even notice the signs yeah yeah but like I I used to never notice them when I was watching something human in the US but like seeing something that was familiar to me and I was like I miss home which actually 
this brings me to to a point that um I was going to talk about in another episode that was going to talk about it in FTX, but uh the location of Stan of Stan Vladimir's and the Dominion is very strange because they travel to Portugal in FTX, right? And then Mare gets hurt and she's brought back to the barracks to be healed. Like she's not put in hospital or anything. And she's brought back within the same day. Like it's been at most six hours. And so I wonder, like, they show out scenes of Spain, but is it supposed to be set in Spain? Is it supposed to just be someplace in Europe? Like, yeah. it's, um, That's it's very vague. That's me too. Yeah. But, like, still, um, Portugal and <laughs> the, that area in Pamplona aren't really that far away. So even if it was, like, set in Spain, like, it wouldn't be weird, like, in six hours to get there. No, even it by car. but then if you think, I know some people thought it was in the UK, for example, and that's much further, and that's taking yeah. the plane and everything, like, it's a different vibe. So mm-hmm. it, they, they've made it very uh, very cosmopolitan and kind of in-between and very European, which as a European yeah. I really enjoy. It's nice. It's not yet another American vibe. But yeah. What was your favorite scene, like, overall? Of the first mm-hmm. two episodes? Of the first two episodes. Let me mm-hmm. refer to my you notes. You can have one for each episode if you want. Okay. Um, I guess for the first, I don't know if it's like a specific scene, but my favorite part of the first episode is just Rose finding Lissa like in the sun and stuff like that. And then their conversation afterwards, like that, that entire segment was my favorite part of that episode. And I think it's just really important. And uh, yeah, that was my favorite Wait, episode. One? Just like um Rose and Lissa's conversation when like Lissa's just and very dis- distraught over being like the only one alive in her family. And then yeah, when they- no, so it was before the oh. lake, but then it inclu- okay. I also am including the lake scene where they talk about their grief and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then they check in on each other. So those are my, that's my favorite segment of episode one. Mm-hmm. And then episode two, I'm I'm going to have to say <laughs> the Dragon Zero's moments, because I just think it's really epic and I like it. So I'm um, just like their entire vibe, I guess, in that episode. It's very dramatic. Yeah. I yeah. like... I'm going to go next. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I'm really excited to say my favorite scene from the second episode. But for the first one, I really like the lake scene because you kind of kind of see like a deviation from the books where it's less, they're, they're equal, they're on equal footing in their friendship. And I think that's like really nice to see. Like, also, you got to see a backstory of how they met. So, like, it's really nice. Yeah. That was so sweet. yeah. It's so cute. And my favorite episode, my favorite scene from episode two, if you haven't guessed, is the classroom scene where Jesse's bullying Christian. I think <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I know there's some fun. other good scenes, and I know like logically I should pick. It's up just some you good... love Jesse, and you love. No, I don't Christian. love Jesse. I'm 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 a hater of everybody, but I genuinely I believe like... you. Yeah, I just think that that's such a nice, it's such a funny way of showing like how Christian, like Christian's been in this in this province for like a day or so, or, like you know, like a week. I don't really know the timeline, but he's been there for a short amount of time, and Mr. Jesse was like. Yeah, I know what happened to your parents, and you're a and loser. I have fan fiction and, about it. Yeah, and Mikhail, like Mikhail, trying to clo- control the classroom, but he's also like not doing anything, and it's just so ridiculous. Like I'm like the three people that we don't see ever again in a scene together, they kind of killed it, you know. <laughs> you know, I liked it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's have scene. a memoriam for our only classroom scene of the entire show. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the only classroom scene where they yeah. learned something. Mikhail was the only teacher in the entire school, and when he died, school was out forever. 
god, and Sonia was the only librarian. So like, oh no, <laughs> the library has been closed since the. No wonder then. Christian was going through it the like second half of the show. He had no library because it was true. shut down. Now, what was your favorite? Uh, so in the first episode, I do really like the scene um in the lake too, but I specifically like when they're returning and they're going in the bike and like. Rose is like, oh, you're stronger than you look. And then they fall. And then Lisa goes like, something's bruised. Maybe my ego. I don't know. That made me laugh so much. I need more lines like that from Lisa. Like, Baby girl. On. Yeah. And then from episode two, I like, I don't know, like, um, aesthetically, the moment in the um, specialization ceremony looks so good. And I just like, I like, I really like it. So it's one of my favorite moments. Nice. Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's all you boo for, for episode one my favorite scene is she has something <laughs> show me um and then in episode two um my favorite scene is the boots scene just the boots Wait, like not even the like... boots the boots and the duster the fit oh, not even God. what's Carrying happening across campus while she's dead asleep catching the blb scene and everything that happens after is my favorite scene <laughs> Uh, nice. My favorite scene in the first episode is, I think, it's very short, but it's, I think, the girls on the bike and Lisa saying, I'm driving and crashing them. <laughs> like, utterly crashing them. And I think it's just so cute. I'm so excited. Oh my God, guys. She crashed the bike. What's she going to do to the car? To the car? I know. <laughs> oh my God. It's Why just, is she the one driving, actually? It's such a Rose sweet... can't drive. It's such a and then she not just allowed. wants to be in control, and she just wants to bring something to the table, and like, it's very strange. Yeah. She's trying I love, She's trying her best. She's trying. Like, I, yeah. I really love it. I think it's pretty cute, and I like that it leads us into the attack after... I think grief is so important, and um, I, I really liked that it was addressed and all that, so I really enjoy that. And for me personally, I feel like a lot of the time getting a bit deep here but i feel like a lot of the time grief is expected to be sad and to only mm -hmm. be sad and people will expect you when you're going through grief to never be happy again and to not smile or to not laugh or have fun but with the people that you really love and the people that really understand you you can be talking about grief and crying and at the same time laughing because you're being idiots that just makes me think of like yeah. that scene where like um where rose is like reminiscing about like something andre said and like they're like they're laughing yeah, they're but it's laughing. like there's like tears in their faces and their yeah, eyes but they're like, still laughing about it talking about the disgusting vodka yeah, exactly yes. yeah. and i yeah. think that that is such a powerful thing to show uh because you grief comes in many ways and it comes and goes and never really just you. guys just like protection grief <laughs> comes in many forms <laughs> yeah. it goes in many forms and also i think it never quite leaves you and what gets you through it is having somebody to ride the waves with you mm -hmm. exactly. and uh, so i love that they portray that uh then in the second episode you can imagine i really love mommy yes favorite uh my favorite is still the one about the spreadsheets because <laughs> i just really first of all i think it's an excellent line you hear spreadsheets uh, and you're like yes yes spreadsheets like i don't I've know if you so this i just i retweeted a thing where it's a an, an excel mug um for for like it says uh oh like uh you know like slutting the sheets or something didn't it but, didn't ran like that was like she made she did she retweet something that said that or did she make that tweet i think danny might have i don't know but no. like whatever anyway. the case i love that scene and i love what it shows about how them feels 
live and the relationships within the the group because i really like that we have an ensemble cast and i think like this was the first show of like rose has a world and has people outside of lisa yeah and um it gets me really excited for the future for when all the groups are gonna melt together into one big found family and i think like this was the, the kind of the first glimpse of that and speaking um, of, yeah. an, of it being an ensemble i think it just because the cast has been posting lately it just like you can really feel like that bond they have and so like mm -hmm. even when they just have like one scene together or like even if it's just like a second long long you really feel that like mm -hmm. that um bond coming through and it just makes it really powerful yeah i think it really it really carries through the screen and it's it's really nice and it's we got a lot like we said we got a lot of different relationships and i appreciate that they're showing all those different pairings and not always sticking to the same yeah. one and they're but all di also, they're all different too they're not all like just like copy and yeah. paste of each other yeah completely different which is great showing all the different types of friendships and love and bond and it just gets me really looking forward for future seasons when uh, they'll they'll have something really strong built and we can look back at this and we're like that was the beginning and that's kind of like the thought I had when I watched this 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 episode, I was like, I'm gonna come back to this, and I'm gonna say this this is where we came from, and we built from there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So is that it for uh episodes one and two? I think so. Yeah. So that brings us to an end of our very first technically official episode of Guardians of the Dominion. Next time we see you guys, we will be discussing episode three of Vampire Academy, and that will be um. Not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, aka the 4th of December. So get excited, get hyped, send us some emails at our email, which is guardians of the dominion at gmail.com. And yeah, does, um, what did I miss? <laughs> Check out our Instagram and TikTok and Spotify and Twitter at guardians of the dominion. And if you want to know where all those accounts are, check the Twitter. <laughs> there's a link tree and there's there's threads let yeah. us know what you thought if there's anything you didn't think of if there's something that if there's something we missed about, like please uh share your thoughts tell us we'd love with, to hear with feedback um i i'm i'm baby i'm just a little girl so if you have i'm just a little guy be gentle <laughs> Be so gentle. Sister. I know I talk a lot and I talk really loud. It's okay. <laughs> I know my laugh is weird. Don't mention it. It's, I love your laugh. What do you mean? Oh, it God. sounds like a tea kettle sometimes. I love. I, tea. I think I honked. I think I honked in this episode. Honk honk. <laughs> you you saw you saw Dimitri and you started honking. <laughs> Anyways, um, our outros are very chaotic, but we will get better. Um, it's a brand. It's a brand. It's we, our we, brand, and I'm ex yeah, we're, ex we're excited to go on this journey with all of you guys. And that is it for me talking. Can somebody send us on the song? What song are we singing again? That's what if I told you none of it was like this? I need the, the lyrics. Hang on. <laughs> that I saw you nothing. What's that? Stop me. Nah. Laid the groundwork. I got it in the lyrics. What if I told you I'm a mastermind? And now you're not in mind. Because I'm a mastermind. Because I'm a mastermind.